would not be difficult, my dear. Nuclear reactors could... I'm sorry, Mr. President. Nuclear reactors could provide power almost indefinitely. The greenhouses could maintain plant life. Animals could be bred and slaughtered. Now I am become death, destroyer of worlds. Minus one minute. Put on your gun. Observers without goggles must face away from the blast. One plane, one bomb. From the far horizons of the unknown come tales of new dimensions in time and space. These are stories of a future, adventures in which you'll live in a million could-be years on a thousand maybe worlds. The National Broadcasting Company, in cooperation with Galaxy Science Fiction Magazine, presents... But this next picture that we're going to see 
I think this, taken, is a, again, this is an astonishing picture, in fact. Yes, with infrared film. Oh, yes. And it's in the upstairs bedrooms. Just to the left there, you see what looks like a small boy's face looking out with bioluminescent eyes. This was the room of one of the young boys who was murdered there. Isn't that eerie? Now, a lot of people would say, well, is that the spirit of the young boy? No, it is not the spirit of the young boy, but it is a diabolical spirit with luminescent eyes that appears in that home <coughs> to confuse the investigators. But it, it, you think that is an evil spirit, Ed? Positively. Everything about this house was evil. You know, a lot of people say, well, you know, I was in that house one time, and nothing ever happened to me. It's not that a house is haunted 24 hours a day. You don't walk into a haunted house and see ghosts flitting all over the place. Mm -hmm. After 9 o'clock, the psychic hours start, 9 to 6 in the morning. Mm -hmm. 9 o'clock, the energy starts to build up because of the darkness. Mm -hmm. Then you start to get what we call the infestation in a house like Amityville. First, you hear the little knockings, the rappings. Then you might hear pounding sounds. Then you might hear crying or sobbing, uh, hysterical laughter. These are the types of things that actually happen in these homes. Mm -hmm. But pictures like this taken with infrared film, the camera is neither for nor against the supernatural or right. supernatural world. Right. It only takes what it sees. Mm -hmm. And what it sees here is a spirit of a diabolical nature in that room. It'll probably start on a Friday. The banks will announce a security action necessitating their computers to go offline all weekend. Digital money will disappear. They can just steal your money? Followed by the detonation of strategic electromagnetic pulse bombs to knock out major grids. What will seem like an attack on America by terrorists or Russia. Or a simulated alien invasion using alien replica vehicles that exist and are already in use. An alien invasion of the U.S. Republican niggas like you running your fucking mouths about the economy and shit. Tom Buck cutting Medicare and Social Security. Das right, Barry. Like, nigga, is you really that fucking retarded? If y'all busted-ass, punk-ass niggas think you finna cut my Medicare, then you got me dummy fucked up. Tell him, Barry. Y'all crusty old cracker-ass, wrinkly, ball-sack-headed-ass niggas need that Medicare more than Unc Biden do. Hey, nigga, what the fuck? Shut the fuck up, Joe. Shit, cuh. I got so much money I could pay y'all broke asses Viagra bills out of pocket. That's that Obamacare they be talking about. You know what I'm saying? Let your nuts hang, big O. Swear these busted ass punks finna stop fucking with the Southside Chirac nigga that's now raking in fucking stupid money. 
Y'all lame-ass niggas should worry about stacking up executive racks like me instead. Corn pop-looking ass niggas. I got my bitch feasting on caviar and shit up in Paris. I even got niggas auctioning off my stanky old pairs of Air Force Ones and shit on eBay. Real executive privilege type shit. And now I got niggas at Netflix and Disney Plus and shit paying to interview my rich black ass. These niggas done forget that I'm the executive nigga that set the economy straight after those Jewish niggas at Lehman Brothers done fumbled the stock market. And that's on God. Don't these niggas know where I'm from? God, I wish these niggas would have pulled up at my inauguration, cuh. I swear on my mama they would have met the full faith and credit of this gat nigga, and that's on the Second Amendment. You got that shit? What's up, Doc? You got that shit, bro? I got three bucks. I got... Look at that. Oh, fuck. Oh, I gotta go back for my three bucks. Oh, you really don't believe what happened, dude. Chick, right? There was this dude, and there was this chick, and then there was this pipe, and then it broke, and then we ran, and there was like CVS, and there was security everywhere, and I hit this guy, and they hit me, and I hit him, and they called the cops, and they came, and they let me go. You got this shit? You got this shit? I need that shit. Well, they sent me up here. Three dollars? They sent me up here. Three dollars? Is this the wrong house? Three dollars? Is this the wrong house? What you get, you got hey. Three bucks. You got the crack here, right? Oh, no crack? Oh, fuck. You guys don't have crack? Oh, fuck you guys. What's the crack? Oh, fuck you then. <laughs> Next time we come back, you better have some crack. <gasps> Do you want it? Yes, give it Do back. you want it? Give it back. Do you want it? Moving on, there are over 1.5 million diagnosed paranoid schizophrenics living in America today. Should our health care system be doing more to make sure they are safe to themselves and others by watching over them 24 hours a day? Yes, we need to monitor these people to make sure they're safe. Hide cameras everywhere they go, in the streets, in their homes, in the eyes of people at the convenience stores where they shop. Cameras aren't really enough, I read though. in a medical journal recently that a number of doctors have already begun to place microscopic tracking devices under the skin of schizophrenics, which is a great way to make sure that they don't get lost. Yeah, and there's an right. article great. said here recently that most of them have had no problem with that and it's a very non-invasive procedure and has proven to work very well Painless. so far. Yeah. Painless. Schizophrenics yeah. often respond well to pleasant memories from their past and, and, and one technique which might give them a little bit of relief mm -hmm. is if we have their caregivers faces surgically reconstructed so they they look like the, the schizophrenic's dead relatives. Mm -hmm. Now some say that we should offer verbal encouragement by uh, implanting speakers in, in their ears which would whisper kind words to them 24 hours a day. Couldn't agree more. I think what would be great would be uh, a recorded voice on a loop saying everyone around you wants to get you in, in reference to help. Of course we can't have just one voice. We need to have more than one voice because then they know it's a team effort. That's right. They feel supported by the community and that's what we really should be going right. for. But mm -hmm. we have to do more than just calm them. You know, We have to give them practical advice too. Like tell them which bus drivers hate them which manholes are covering up underground government prisons, right. which statues don't love them anymore, you know, that sort of but thing. This kind of technology would be expensive. Some people have said to slip it into their minds subconsciously, perhaps through coded anagrams that, let's say, we would hide or encrypt into books. Definitely, definitely. They'll think that they're just reading, you know, standard literature, but actually it will be encoded instructions from people who want to help them. In newspapers, or inside the tattoos of people on the street. Just the ingredients on a, on a box of cereal, anywhere that, anything that they might read. And this is an area where I think that we could really get some help from the government. Uh, we could be using this stealth 
planes and helicopters to be tracking those paranoid schizophrenics as they're going through their daily lives. We already have the ability to make everything that's, that's the color red signal data and images back to the government's underground bunkers. And we should be using this technology to help these people. Hello everyone, this is Elder Matthew. One question I get asked a lot as a missionary is how I'm able to convert so many people so quickly. And the secret is that I'm able to do extreme stunts on my bike that allow me to get around quickly. And to demonstrate this, I'm at the sixth stair with Elder Philip, and I'm gonna do a big jump and convert as many people as I can. You've done this hundreds of times, Elder Matthew. You don't let the nerves get to you now. You are absolutely right, Elder Philip, but the nerves still get to me. I do, however, know that God's going to make sure I get away with this unscathed. Wait, your fly's down! What? Oh, are you okay, Elder Matthew? Raindrops have fallen on my head And just like the guy whose feet are too big for his bed Nothing seems to... Mormon Jesus... Mormon Jesus. Mormon Jesus. Long, long, Mormon Jesus. Long ago, a spirit child on one of these blankets was conceived. Unidentified God is on his body. Elohim. Elohim was conceived. This spirit child was later born to human parents. Near a mysterious star called Mormon Jesus. Mormons believe in Mormon Jesus. Through obedience to Mormon Jesus, he was elevated to Godhood as Mormon Jesus. Mormon teaching and death, and Mormon resurrection, endless saints, all by the God of Mormonism and his wife produced billions of sons, those for the devil, and a billion tons of children. Three sons for the Mormon deep of a great heavenly beating, beating to decide their destiny and to have sex with Elohim's eldest son, Lucifer, his brother, Mormon Jesus. Elohim's on Mormon Jesus approved the proposal of the Mormon Jesus. Savior of the planet Earth would be Mormon Jesus. Early Mormon prophets Jesus. that Elohim one of his wives came to Adam to start to lie in him. sex with a virgin in order to provide Mormon Jesus with the Indians, Mary Martha and Mary Magdalene. Of these wives, at least three wives, produced at least a billion Israelites. The Jesus Mormonism, Mormon Jesus, Mormon Jesus, Joseph Smith. Mormon time. Shaman Trading Post. We have t-shirts, decals, refrigerator magnets and other swag for sale. What better way to show your support for the show? Our merch can only be found on t.pub forward slash lit forward slash Atomic Shaman Trading Post. Like. Share and subscribe to the channel, and be sure to ring the notification bell. You can follow us on Twitter at Motel and RV Park. K.
catch the live streams on Rumble. Listen to text-to-speech stories on Atomic Shaman TTS on YouTube. going to get the protein from ingesting it and you're going to increase your chance of cancer it's just going to disease you and make you malnourished he's more facial hair than flesh sack no i can bang your cousin but you can't give it up for professor beard juice let's just say i'm gay and i'm sucking klaus's dick van comes along and he's like why don't you listen to some share while you're at it i'll be like oh shit you're right i wasn't gay enough but uh, that, that that's the basics are there any questions moving uh, into this her milkers bring the boys to the yard and i don't have the address for this and i don't know where my glasses are so it's down there it's like in the main area she has dank memes and weed i really need to please my lotion it's making the best sound effects but she can aid your spiritual realm needs i need to like look at dick or something well, i'm trying to get my mind into the gutter so i can stop <laughs> thinking don't hear me you gotta she goes by Brandy. What if these motherfuckers are fucking vampires? Like, and they've just been making shows, showing us exactly. We just go away for like 50 years. We leave our family. Come back. We take over. We kill you. <laughs> He's the resident soundhound. Big dick on campus over here. The audio wizard in the acoustic blizzard. Yeah, peace and love, man. Forgiveness. Find him flexing in luchador tights. I'm a filthy Mexican. The man of a thousand sound bites. Yeah, where are all the white women at? Yeah. The button pusher Van Rollington. It's like a graph Ooh. where, like, the more crazy she is, oh the hotter she'll be, mm. and the better in bed she'll be. The graphics guru of digital visuals. Now I'm saying she's not a schizo, but I just think her MK Ultra train just wasn't effective. He puts the ass in aesthetics. I just went in, shook the boss's hand, and he gave me the job. The leader of my people. Raising a fucking army to attack Europe and attack the elites. The tribal chief himself, Klaus Newhouse. Hey yo, the devil planted fear inside the black babies. Dead meat placed on the shelves. We eat cold cuts. Fast from the hog, y'all, and grow up. Swine merchant, your time is near at hand. Message to the feds. Special guest. He's a connoisseur of goy slop. First off, Lunchables are good. A scholar of degeneracy. The, the the fucking ancient Egyptians were the OG original fucking furries. He's not ashamed to sit down when he needs to piss. What I do in the bathroom is my business. He goes by P-Noid. I do sit down to take a piss. Just like sometimes I have the urge to watch the Kardashians when I wake up. I watched a few episodes and Kylie is such a slut. We're about to find out why they call it the Appalachian. Grab a drink or pour one out for Popcorn Sutton, one of the greatest moonshiners around. War. The war on normies never changes. This is the Atomic Shaman Sweat Lodge. She's bursting from that hell. 
Give it to Van. That's one hell of an intro. Ooh. Yeah, I feel it. a way. I feel a way about y'all using just like Floyd's clips, bro. Like legit, man. Why you got? Why you got to use the furry and say it was me? That that's not cool. <laughs> <laughs> listen, it was very last minute, and I thought that was you. So it is. Man, it is. listen. Like you could have clicked on any other video and known that wasn't me. Man, listen. <laughs> Some people like to watch streams. You grab the Indiana furry, right? Legit. Like, <laughs> uh, what I see, thank y'all for just... having me on. It's appreciated. You know what I mean? God damn it. People think I stepped down the pee now. <laughs> <laughs> so, Beer Juice, you got some poll data for us. All right. Yeah, let's drop down these. And let's see if I got it in chronological order this time. Uh, Let's see. Well, uh, all right. Which one was first? Was it, was it Schizo Story Time? Is this one of those things where I'm going to take a shot ago. every time he messes up? You can if you want to. I mean, we haven't officially created you. a drinking game yet. I mean, <laughs> I mean, should I get a beer? Is that where we are right now? Should I go get a beer? Yeah, you should have grabbed one already. I mean, I've already gone through two. Actually, I should probably get my third. There you go. All right, so we got schizo story time. Was Luke a schizo? 50% say yes, he was a schizo. 50% say no, he was a targeted individual. Who's Lucas? So we had this story about this guy going into like a group home who eventually, you know, jumped off the second story and met like a horrible demise, but... Yeah, it's it's pretty like interesting story told through like a, one of the other patients that lived with Lucas. I mean, so he wasn't Chinese working at a Foxconn facility. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, he he was not working yeah. for Apple and missed the suicide net. Gotcha. Okay. Mm. <laughs> so I'm hearing there might be credibility to this. <laughs> yeah. Provided the guy telling the story isn't a schizo as well. True. Yeah, that's true. Dude, we can take a poll on that. Checkmate. What is the most <laughs> eerie experience? 20% say UFOs and aliens. 20% say cryptids. 20% say hauntings. 20% say past lives and reincarnation. And 20% said esoteric. Oh. Let's see this. Uh, I have a feeling that no one answered that poll since everything's straight across the board. Is that how that works? Yeah, if everything's 20%, it means like no one answered the poll. So, like. It just flatlines it. <laughs> Let's see. The sad state with recent train derailments. Who is attacking America? 20% say the deep state, 30% foreign bad actors. 20% disgruntled railroad workers and 30% just a coincidence. Take your meds. Agreed. Which one? Really? You think it's just a coincidence? <laughs> I, I work for Norfolk Southern. Yeah, oh, I gotta say, shit. I, 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 I would say it's less coincidental and more Norfolk Southern because I keep seeing that as the commonality. No, nah, no. Nah, all right. So you, you want to actually know what happened? Like what, what's actually going on? Sure. All right, um, so it's really simple. Um, we've allowed these giant conglomerates to basically like pop up. Like right now, uh, like UPS, FedEx, and Swift are like the three 
than J.B. Hunt and Snyder are these giant companies that what they do is, is they'll take freight at a loss, right? And so about 50 to 60% of the rails, like business as a whole, is just regular freight. You know what I mean? Like moving across the country or borders or alpha, in an alpha, like a seaports or whatever it is, right? And so the thing is, is that like they have to compete with like companies that are puppy milling drivers and taking freight as a loss, right? In order just to expand and show that they're getting bigger. And when they do this, like basically everybody wants like that Amazon Prime free delivery stuff. Right, and then on top of that, they got to compete with the compete with the USPS, who's over here like basically a government entity that's like you know just you know they're, they're like they're being paid for by the government. They're completely subsidized, and so we we're not paying the upkeep like this 200 year old rail system that we have, and everything's right. just collapsing. It, it's happening all over the country. Like if you come to my neck of the woods, like you'd see that there's like bridges that are falling down. Like they put nets up underneath of the bridges to catch the bridge that's literally falling to pieces as it hit, like the rocks are hitting the cars when you're going under mm -hmm. it, Yeah. right? And just everything's collapsing because we're not paying for this infrastructure because we want cheap stuff. Yeah, we're I mean? paying and for like, Ukraine's infrastructure. We're paying for human infrastructure. Ah, okay. Here, I thought yeah. it was a giant conspiracy. I didn't think yeah. it was that bad for the railroads. I know, um... I know I was looking into how, how disrepaired our infrastructure was and may have bought some stocks that mm -hmm. primarily uh, deal in ownership of concrete, thinking yeah. at the end of the pandemic they would skyrocket, and uh, I made some money. Oh, uh, was one of them c Because <laughs> like, like, that's a pretty big one out of Mexico. That was one of them. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. but yeah, yeah, I just I did not realize it was that bad. Yeah, things, things are very, very bad. Like, very, very, like, you have no idea how bad things really are. Like, in my city alone, like, we, I'm, I'll tell you a cool story. We have, a, we have a, um, these uh, terracotta pipes that run sewage lines, yep. right? And the city doesn't know where they are. What's that? <laughs> right? That and like, so, like, one of them collapsed and washed out a hill, and an entire parking lot fell on top of this business. Right? Holy this tire business. Shit. Right? And like, so when this happened, you know, I mean, like nobody was hurt, anything in this nature, but oh. like they sued, they, like they went to the insurance company and said, hey, a hill fell on us. I think that's an act of God. And they said, no, that's an act of a city. We have to sue the city. And the city said, we're bankrupt. We can't help you. You know what I mean? And like, just, they, they've been closed now for eight years. Good times, huh? Yeah, this is what's going on. We're not keeping up with our infrastructure and everything is just breaking down to go, oh man, listen, like, you know, like, oh man, like everything's like collapsing and like people are attacking us. Like, no, there's a thousand different, like there's a, like I did a video on it. There's a thousand um, rail, uh, rail derailments every year, right? It just, we yeah. don't talk about it because there's not a giant mushroom cloud. Oh, uh, okay. You know what I mean? Like, yo, if it bleeds, it leads. That, that's kind of what the deal is. That's why True. like everybody, like that's why everybody thinks pedophiles are everywhere, right? Because the news knows that like, yo, you can get eyes on screen if you talk about that stuff. But like the state police came out right. recently right. and said, listen, y'all need to calm down. All right. Yeah. Incidences of it are literally dropping, right? It's like, this is not like a major thing. It's just everybody's seeing them in their sleep because like the news is just putting them front and center in front of your eyes. So it's in like the public narrative. Yep. Yeah, and I forget what they call the psychological phenomenon of localizing information. It's natural for the brain to do. So when you get yeah. inundated with too much of the same stuff, no matter how distant it is from you, you think it's everywhere. Yeah, because I think mm -hmm. another term is like uh, so mass media messaging psychosis. and that and propagandizing plus subliminal messaging. 
Mm -hmm. Well, and on top of that, all advertising is based at women on TV. Yeah. Right. Like literally law and order is not made for men. It's only made for women. The whole show, like the guy, Dick Wolf came out and said like, yeah, this is hundred percent porn for women. <laughs> yeah. I love his name. Anyway. <laughs> the terrifying true story of a non's demonic encounter in Ohio. Cursed woods. Was Gavin's mom mentally ill or demonically possessed? 33% said mentally ill. 33% said demonically possessed. And 33% said both. I think no one voted on that one since it's evenly divided. Maybe it scared oh. people away. <clears throat> it scared me at first. I opened that up and I was like, ah! <laughs> Are you gay? I don't know. If it's someplace that's like... I, Klaus knows me pretty good. Uh, I mean, if if it, if somebody points in my direction and says, "Hey, Shadow, this place is supposedly possessed by demons or some sort of cryptotic creature that may or may not be evil," huh, my happy ass is going hunting. <laughs> so, I'll bring back a suit. <laughs> so, so what happened was like the the story talks about like this mother was like taken in by a cult and abused. She was ritually abused. And she had are you talking about this? Are you? I'm sorry. Go ahead. And so, and so, because she was richly abused, it caused all this psychological traumas to her. And she was like going through therapy and dealing with it. And so, like, she just starts breaking down in this story because they started off okay, and then something happens, and the mother just starts going. They just chronically, you know, guy remembering like all the instances of the mother just breaking further and further down until like she almost killed all of them. And yeah, it was it's pretty interesting story. Hey, if this is Helltown, Ohio, man, I know our, it's already on my bucket list. Mm. They didn't glowing give the exact eyes. location. Wow. Well, glowing red eyes outside my Pennsylvania cabinet—a terrifying Reddit story. What was the source of the red eyes? Twenty-five percent said. A demon. 25% said the Mothman. 25% said the Jersey Devil. And 25% a signal flare. I'm like, do people really... I don't know where you go. I'm like, yeah, I, I thought it was an interesting story because they, they, they were like a skeptic until like these religious people visiting them said, you know, <clears> something <throat> about, you know... Uh, that there's a presence, blah, blah, blah. And then the guy who's a skeptic suddenly starts believing in this shit because he starts seeing shit that he can't explain. But I'm just saying, like, I grew up in the woods. I learned to not give a shit about any kind of glowing eyes at some point because it's all just fucking horse shit or an animal. <laughs> I mean, you, you know what I mean? If it's an, you have to care if it's an animal. You know, like, because, like, that animal possibly could eat you. You know, right. Oh, you oh! You took that the other direction. I was thinking, yeah, you're totally right because you can eat it. Not it'll eat me. Right. I mean, it'll eat me too. That's another problem. You know, that, that, See, I it thought goes the animals' ways. like eyes reflected yellow light. I didn't think they reflected red. Oh shit! Hey, you know what? Thank you for reminding me. Hey, Klaus, I'm gonna send you a picture of the newest knife I've made. Okay. Oh. Um, unless you just like want me to post it in like a general chat somewhere. Uh, you can drop it I in diner. It. We're talking about eating animals, and he he's like, oh, that reminds me of knives. Reminds me of my knife. <laughs> well, I don't, well, Beard, you, last time I talked to you, man, <laughs> I was telling you about I make knives. Oh, I know. I love it. 
Uh, well, you need a knife to kill an animal, man. That's right. <laughs> that's how I. That's how I see it. Targeted individuals, shocking experience with direct energy weapons. And Normandy, Texas. 30, let's see. Do you own a gang stalking app? 33% say no, never heard of it. 33% yes, I have it. 33% can I use it in reverse? Put me down and stab me in the fucking neck in my sleep. <laughs> What is a gang stalking app? So I don't know. But the guy claimed that all these people like electronically harassing and were using an app and like coordinating like their sound wave attacks against. And the funny thing was, when I posted this video, people thought the video was about me. And I was like, I don't even know where that part of Texas oh, really? is. You know, and people were like, are you okay? And someone told me to get mental help. And I was like, I don't even live in that part of Texas. <laughs> like, the story's not about me. Huh. I mean, man, you know, like you should probably go talk to a healthcare professional. You know, like, man, let's just right. not talk to somebody. You know, totally. mm -hmm. you know, I can go to the man, VA for that, but then they'll take away my you know, guns. You need to talk to like I'm cheap, right. man. Just give me a bottle of rum, and I'll, I'm your therapist. I got psychology and sociology under my belt. We're good. That's yeah, true. We're fine. We're fine. We're fine. Don't worry about it. Okay. You know, oh, man. thirty years ago, you just went and talked to your bartender. Like, you know, yeah, that's know how people did it. That's so true. You talk to like your bartender, you talk to your barber. Like, you need, you have to go, now we have to go wine to, like, a small hat female in some office for $250 an hour. It's stupid. I'd rather spend $250 on booze. If you're going to spend it in an hour, I just, you ought to get some kind of pleasure out of it. I'll just put it that way. I, I don't think they give the hanky-panky, you know, a massage over there. I mean, oh, are I mean, there any therapists that give happy endings, though? That's my question right now. You probably now. have to go to Chinatown I mean, define, for Define, define therapist. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Holy shit, you all named Jesus. <laughs> oh, man. A non's terrifying encounter about? with a floating black orb. Real paranormal encounter. What is the black orb? 50% a dream, 25% a demon, 25% a Lovecraftian horror. Yeah, the re reason the Lovecraftian horror became like a selection was they claimed that they saw tentacle or tendrils coming out of the black orb floating above them. I think they just watched too much hentai. Yeah, tentacles? Gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, tentacles. Ah, uh, that sounds a uh, little bit uh, sus. It's gonna be like exposure therapy. You're gonna sit there and you're gonna keep your hands off your dick, and you're not gonna you're not gonna think any lewd thoughts. And if you do, you're gonna like pinch yourself. All right. <laughs> I don't I don't take orders from women. All right, yeah, I'm gonna keep my hands on my dick as much as I want. Rabbit girls. <laughs> I take orders from rabbit girls. <laughs> wow. Let's see. <clears throat> the Bad Room, Anon's most paranormal encounter. What goes on in hidden rooms? 29%. I know this is everyone's favorite here. Sexual assault. 21% occult practices. 21% prepper storage. And 29%. It's just servants' quarters. Sexual assault. <laughs> <laughs> I, I knew that'd be the fan favorite there. Yeah, because in the story he talks about, he found a used condom in the room. 
I mean, could it just be like a hobo like squatting there? And I mean, banging like nope. a hobo chick? <laughs> no, he said that he was like cleaning uh, this lady's house and he figured it was like her son's like personal fuck room or something. Yeah, it, it might have been like a room that he just took chicks to to like nail them out. You know, like, um, yeah. You know, gotta do it somewhere. Oh. Yeah. I mean, like, what if he had like a twin bed in his room? He's like, I'm not taking her there. You know, like, I'm go over here where the tarp is at least. <laughs> <laughs> We're after up in it later. <laughs> yeah, that bed's probably holding on to stuff. It's it's porous. Yeah, you remember them beds? It's like your grandma's house. My grandma's yeah. Um, my grandma had fourteen kids, right? So like, you know, there was like a whole back like area, like just full of bedrooms, right? And like the mattresses, they were the striped ones. I don't yeah. know if y'all remember like the yeah. old striped the mattresses. Blue and white striped. Yeah, or like they they'd have like red and brown and black stripes. I don't know, whatever it was. You know, like they were they were weird looking things, but like they all smelled terrible and like they felt like they were full of sand, right? But they weren't even feather mattresses. They were like regular like spring mattresses. It just they they were just so old and full of like dead skin cells. You're like, ah, oh, that's that's disgusting, man. Legit. Yeah, I, st- I was really happy I stopped seeing them anywhere in existence after 2000 anything, and then I went to a Boy Scout camp, and I'm like. Oh shit! That's where these went. Oh, they, got <laughs> they haven't swapped them out. Mm. Let's see. Get you a pillow top, right? They're cheap. True stories of a redditor's unbelievable experience renting a house from a real witch in Portugal. Would you rent a house from a witch? 20% depends on the rent. 20% is it haunted? 20%. How diverse is the neighborhood? 20%. Does it have modern amenities in 20%? City or county home? I'm racist. <laughs> <laughs> and no one voted. <laughs> I refuse to believe. I think we just have a well-rounded audience. <laughs> no, because if I would have been able to vote, there would have been one person going, just move in. I ain't worried. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that is all the polls for today. All right, moving on Drown- to mugshot. Drown- no, she was still alive. She was the one renting the home to him. I mean, could you drown the witch, though? Like, legally. Well, I'm, I'm at, it's Portugal. Like, as I'm assuming you can still drown a witch in Portugal. I don't probably, probably right? right? I don't know if they still follow the rules of the, the Inquisition, but I think witches can't drown. I think they just float on water because they're made out of wood. I mean, you got to try, you know, at minimum, and then set it on fire and see what happens. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, we do have a special guest for uh, mug shotties. Oh, who is the guest? How, my native brothers, thank you for having me on your creepy podcast. I'm ready to play some smash or pass on these criminal wenches. Ooh. So so you can oh, vote no. on these uh, these videos if you go to the YouTube. There's like links on there, and you click on the link, and it'll let you cast your vote. But it doesn't work on Rumble for whatever reason. For Garfield official out in the audience. So we'll start with oh. mugshotties. Our, our first mugshotty was arrested for a DUI and she's got quite the smile on her face. I don't know if that's just like a zit or she got roughed up by the guards when they arrest her. Awesome. But, but I think it would smash. I, uh, 
Yeah, her enthusiasm makes me want to. Oh. Where are you guys at, Noise? I have to. Shadow. She got I have feet. to open the. Oh, open the thing. <laughs> okay. What about you, Noid? Well, I have my munchkins uh, 24-7 now, so, like, that's why when I hopped in, I was literally cooking dinner. Oh. Well, what do you think, Mr. Perlman? Dear God, she looks like a mole rat. I'd rather fuck a Mirelurk's face than let that furless rodent anywhere near my junk. Hand me a fat man. I need to nuke whatever jail she is in before it's too late. Pass, and may God have mercy on the souls of those who contracted any STD off this mongrel. Damn. <laughs> Damn, that was pretty harsh. Damn. Damn, harsh. Well, we'll move on to the That's second one, Shoddy. Good thing our so guest Perlman doesn't go on halfway. Oh, Perlman, yeah, man. I'd pass on that one. So, so our second magic shoddy was uh, arrested for a DWI. Now, is there actually a difference between DUI and DWI? I don't or is know. It just whatever. Is the driving fuck under state the influence. In the... I think driving while intoxicated. I think it depends on your blood alcohol well, level. That's what I mean. I know that, but is there like a legal uh, distinction? So I yeah. think. Now, can you move the picture up, man? Like, oh, oh, yeah, there we go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you could tell he was happy when he saw it. Uh, yeah, that's a thotty right there, man. Legit, like, that. that's the type of chick, like, you know, you pipe her down once and then you run away as fast as humanly possible. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of with you there. I'm like, and is it just me? Every time I see one of these shotties that are happy after their arrest, I'm like, you know what? Serious props to you. It's the worst day in your life and you're still going. Yeah, you 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 well, deserve a little sum up in there. Well, that chick looks like she'd probably lick your butthole for you. You know what I'm Ooh. saying? She just seems like the type, keeping it a hundred. All right, that's yeah, a problem. I would run the opposite direction. Okay. You wouldn't do a one and done. Yeah. No, she's good for that. Whores, whores never change. As American poets, Dr. Dre and corrupt once said, and when it all boils down, you're gonna find in the end, a bitch is a bitch. But a dog is a man's best friend. So what you found you a hoe that you like, but you can't make a hoe a housewife. <laughs> Passing on that, my niggas. <laughs> so true. So mugshotting number three was arrested for writing fraudulent and illegal scripts for prescriptions such as Xanax and Adderall. So Dr. Shoddy was prescribing lots of drugs. You know, Pat, oh. she's going to scream rape. 100% she's going to scream rape on some nonsense. Like, she has I... that in her eye. Yeah, yeah. It also, like, she's she's trying to help people get the the drugs we don't want. Uh, I, th I think she's been in college pedals. too long, ah. getting a psychology degree, so I'd probably pass on that one. Oh yeah, bad news. Now here's a My real inner addict says, let's ride or die. Even though she's probably addicted to chems and is crazier than Yao Guai in heat, <laughs> still screaming. <laughs> 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 my mama there, or a forty wants of porridge out for me. I'm in love. Absolutely smash. Wow, Ron. Ron wow. Ron. Ron has exquisite taste. Surprising us. Ron is... So we're off to, like, mug shoddy number four. She was arrested for possession of marijuana and assault. I'm waiting for the picture to change on the live stream. Yeah, so... Yeah. There's like a little bit of a delay, but she just she kind of seems indifferent. She doesn't seem to care oh. one way or the other if she got arrested. 
Oh, a hundred percent smash, bro. Like, yo, that is, that is, yo, that is the, um, the quintessential, like, um, just one and done. Yeah. I, I don't know. That's going to be, that's going to be like, fuck, that's going to be four weeks of just raw enjoying yourself. And then like three or four weeks of the torture and hell. You know what I'm saying? Like just one of them type of things. I don't know. I will respond to her indifference with my indifference. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah, there right. we go. Well, so seems appropriate. Uh, yeah, I, I just don't. It like comes to dead. followers, I'm very picky, but this one is capable and attractive. She could oh. carry all burdens and not stand in my doorways. I'd wow. super mutant hammer that so hard I'd make a crater the size of the Grand Canyon. <laughs> Damn, Ron. Smash. Agreed, Ron. <sighs> Agreed, Ron. Ron's a good guy. I like that guy. He is away with words. Five. <laughs> so, mugshotty number five was arrested for purchase or possession of alcohol by a person under 21. Hmm. A little bit on the young side. Not that drinking under 21 should be illegal since you're a fucking adult. Yeah, but... I mean, I mean, they're making it what you can't smoke under the age of 21 now, <clears throat> so that's pretty fucked up, too. Already did. Trying to... Already I did. Know. I feel like she's a human rights activist if this is what she's in trouble for, so I'll, I'll say yes. Uh, I don't know about this one. She wouldn't survive I, take... in the wasteland without her daddy's wallet. Oh. <laughs> running in only fans instead of running only crimes. <laughs> e girls never. I'd, yeah. I'd take a chance at her. Uh, the most I'm getting it in return is a knife in the back. <laughs> one of your own knives? Yeah, is yeah, it one I'm of yours? Probably. That would that that'd be my that'd be that'd be the thing. Like I've got so many sharp objects in this fucking house. It's not even funny. I guess she goes, she's, she's too young. My door trying to rob me. Yeah, I feel like she looks like she's about 19 or 20. She's old enough. She's King too young all... for me, bro. I'm 40, King bro. She's too young for me. Oh, King of All Yeti says Monster Hulk smash. He recently <laughs> 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 He ain't going halfway there. So we're on uh, Mugshotty number six. She was arrested for assault and battery. And with the Mash. like the little number three. Oh yeah, I would smash this one with the little bit of tear in her eyes. I think she was the victim of oh. all of this. Cr- yeah, no. it looks like my next ex wife. The ones that cry are usually the guiltiest. Yo, yep. she, yo, she would uh she would hundred percent be having my baby. I promise you that. <laughs> I don't trust it. I'm, I'm I'm gonna get one of Shadow's knives in my back in my back if you know. Yep. I touched that. Agree. You were jealous type too. First, that's even better. Yes. I don't know, Ron. If I was trapped in a vault with just her, I would barricade myself in the maintenance wing and would be fucking the Mister Gutsy or Rob Co cleaning bots. (laughs) (laughs) Run file. Pass. Dot exe. Good. Finally, Ron's with us. This one. I think I'm the one on the other side of that one. Wow. Come on here. Yo, I just got she'd have my baby. I swear to God, bro. Like, legit. I'd I'd take that risk. I mean, even if I end up with a a shank in me, you know, I I love a woman that can at least throw hands. Okay, so. (laughs) So, Mugshot, I'd be looking at. 
I'll be looking at her like, yo, you'll have a baby by me, baby become a hundred air. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Right. <laughs> so our current uh, one was arrested for a DWI. I'm just uh, saying, that enthusiasm, like, whenever they're happy, I'm just like... I see the happiness in her eyes, but she didn't commit to, like, the full smile. So, you know, I think she's yeah. wishy-washy. So I, I can't commit to this um, one. Yo, I'd put my dick on her shoulder so she could put it on her mind later. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ooh. Well... <laughs> God damn, this bitch must be drinking that FEV super mutant serum. I would never stick my dick in that, even if it would save my genitals from being clipped by a rad scorpion, pass and set her on fire. Damn. I think I think I think Ron's racist. I think that's what it is. Yeah, he only likes blonde bitches. Like he's like he's like, I only want white Anglo Saxon babies. I'm cool, Ron. Bro, I like I yo, I like me a motherfucking Indian bro. I thought Ron was Jewish, so he can't be racist, right? Yeah. Yo, Jews are racist as shit. Get out of here. Yo, listen, all right? Like, yo, look, all right? Listen, I fucked the great, 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 great granddaughter of Pocahontas, okay? My dick is going to the Smithsonian. It's part of American history. Oh, God. I love Israel and the Jews. <laughs> so uh, I, I could so pass. Ooh, I, I, oh, I have to go with this one. So Buckshot, she looks eight. like she's like half Mexican, half Asian. Dude, I well, she, that's that. she's Aztec, man. She doesn't have to be half, but like, uh, yeah, she was arrested for gonna... domestic assault, so that goes par with the course. Uh, I'm gonna say smash. <laughs> I don't usually yeah. get to see anything that pleasant without drawn on eyebrows. Yeah, she she yeah, doesn't have the sharpie eyebrows, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, man, I don't, I don't fuck Iranians. All right, I'm gonna keep it 100 wow. percent honest. That's where I'm at. All right, like I'm banned in Iran. Okay, like literally, like I'm, I'm like you can't see my YouTube channel in Iran because I may have like put the head of the Ayatollah on onto a cartoon rocket and ran into a rock. Like, but like, yo, know, I I am not allowed. All right, in Iran, if I go there, I will get scooped up by their secret service, and I think this broad would snitch on me. I'm, I'm gonna keep it 100. Oh shit, that's a pretty good point. How about you, Ron? I bet her crater tastes like a pre-war cold Nuka-Cola on a hot summer's day. Delicious and refreshing. Ten out of ten would smash again. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. Me and Ron are yeah, at <laughs> so, I, so I think I'm just in the middle of everything. Like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Ron's just saying that because he called them out on the blondes. So, yeah, probably. So, uh, mugshot yeah. number nine was arrested for aggravated DUI. So, I don't know how you make that aggravated. Yeah, look, all right. Yo, I'm cool, bro. I don't bang dudes. All right, I'm going to keep it 100. Damn. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going to pass simply because she's, she, uh, she may or may not have something bigger than me. She's got a, a lot of makeup on. I don't know what she's hiding underneath. Yeah, yeah, that's where I was gonna go with that. I don't know. She's hiding an Adam's apple. That's what she's hiding underneath. All right, that's a dude. That's not a chick. She's hiding something longer than all of us. Ooh. Oh, not wrong. Oh, that's... Put a in new. your shame cave. Her new cold is drier than the Mojave. That's a pass even for me. Yeah, if you look, she got like a high yellow BBC. 
So this one was arrested for uh, robbery with an offensive weapon, conspiracy to commit an indetectable offense. Robbery in Grand Theft Auto was arrested for luring men onto dating sites to rob them. Cops found out she was allegedly wanted for carjacking spraying at a different city. And yo, I know that bitch, bro. Yeah, like, yo, that's my boy's uh, that's my boy's little sister. I know that fucking bro. Like, <laughs> oh, yo, yeah, don't, yo, don't hit that man. Like, she's like two twenty five. Like, I'm cool. And Cabron yes. would get mad I if I hit that. So. You're not missing <laughs> anything. I, I wouldn't go with it. Man. Nah. <laughs> right, I stepped outside. You never it's fuck a chick with two hairlines. <laughs> I would spend one hundred years as a slave in Caesar's Legion. Battle the Enclave for the rest of my life. Be doused in kerosene and thrown into the Grand Canyon. Just for crumb of pussy from this absolute ten. No, no way, man. Oh, no. no, shut up, Ron. Oh, now you're trying to make that's, up. That's like, you're trying up. to now not be racist. No, like, I'm, no. not, I'm not buying into that. No. No, this bitch got two hairlines, Ron. Come on, man. Get, get your shit together. So this one was, uh, uh number 11 was arrested for armed robbery at a jewelry store. I'm gonna pass on this one. I'm not a fan of the tech, neck tattoos or the eyebrow extensions. Where it just like makes her look like she's extra high. And then I don't know what's going on with her hairline either. Yeah, ooh, yeah, ah! some shit is going wrong there. <clears throat> Yo, no, 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 no. Yo, her name's her name's Talana, right? I know this broad. Like legit, she fucking sells rugs down at the fucking swap meet and shit. I know this fucking chick. Right, legit. You don't bang anything that has eyelashes that are made out of horse hair. Right? That's a rule. I don't know. Ron, you're in the hot seat now. Everybody seems to hate your decisions. What do you say? Have you looked at her purse? She has Fortune Finder, Grim Reaper's Sprint, Ricochet, Four Leaf Clover, and Bloody Mess all before she has reached level 30. Need to bail her out right now. She may be an idiot savant, but she certainly knows how the game is played. Smash Marion Reed. Wow. Well, he does make some good points. I don't think he does. I don't think he does. That bitch got a coke. All right. I've got to see this one. Don't change it yet. Oh, are you doing? Sorry. <laughs> I've got to see this one. Do you need me to change it back? No, I can see it. I mean, yeah, I take my chances on that one. No. So this is Ooh. this is like Mukshadi twelve. She was arrested for a DUI. Uh, I feel like there's nothing happening here. Yeah, there's like an internal <sighs> deadness. She's got that NPC vibe. He yeah. used to be like a, a a local news anchor back in the day, right? You know what I mean? And then like fucking, he got popped on air doing cocaine bumps off the motherfucking uh, off the teleprompter and shit. And like now she now she's like getting caught with DUIs and whatnot. Like I, I'm cool. There's like 75 pounds of makeup covering up a whole bunch of pock marks from her fucking time being a mess on it. It's true. Yeah, I, I believe that, man. I can I can see her being a lot funner when she was younger. Look at her face. She's got more craters on it than the U.S. after the bombs fell. She's either a jet or loves having Cazadoras repeatedly sting her in the face. It's a pass for me, boys. See? Mm -hmm. You two agreed on something for once. Yeah, I'm glad. For once. Well, there was the unanimous pass, too. All right, here's the final one. Number 13. Mugshotty number 13 was arrested for destruction of property. 
I'm going to pass. I'm not into the Florida Lee tattoo on the face. I kind of feel like she's kind of like one of the sister psoriasis. So, like, if you do the slightest bit uh, heresy, yeah, yeah, she's going to, like, purge you with She would be really cute butts. Big butts there. Fucking. I think she's got some anger issues. You're you're going somewhere no one ought to. I don't want the trouble. Uh, Yo. Well, I don't know what to do, like, yo, because that's a perfect chick. Like, it's a, it's a, yo, that is a 10. Like, it's a thousand percent a 10, but the face tattoo is, it's scary. I yeah, don't you, know. You know yeah, shit's happening, yeah. yeah. She's probably from, like, uh, what's the French Quarter, New Orleans, you know, but. Like, how many miles of black cock have been ran <laughs> through her? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> How many football teams has she had to have her stomach pumped out of? You know what I mean? Like, right? she just uh, swallowed them all. chick in my high school. She had, like, I think semen from 17 different guys, like, found in her throat. Me too. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Me too. You can, yeah, you can, you're right, though. You can tell she's got blown up harder than Nordstream, too. <laughs> <laughs> like, her vagina looks like, you know what I mean, like a turkey right before you throw all the stuffing in. You know what I'm saying? I was thinking of a spatchcock turkey so you could cook it faster. Oh. <laughs> God damn it! Because she's oh. perfect. She looks she's like... perfect, bro. You just like, a time somebody machine. should have saved her. Someone should have saved her as a child, but she's ruined now. Like legit. How many? Yo, how many of y'all want to bet she smokes cool menthol one hundreds and is followed around by two little light skinned kids? <laughs> All right. All right. What the hell does Ron think? What's your take? God damn it. What's up, Ron? Yeah. Yeah. Are we gonna hate you after this? Dear God, she looks like a mole rat. No. Wow, that's it. No, I, I, I guess, I guess he has his limits. Don't, yo, yo. I can't even one. vote on this. I'm so conflicted. Tat throws me off, but I'd smash. Oh. Okay. Right. okay. Okay. Nothing good to say about her, but he would. I get that. Sure. <laughs> he would grudge fuck her. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Right. Can can we can we like take a picture while we're banging her, right? And then like <laughs> later on Photoshop the tattoo out. Just to say we did. That that can be done, I think. I'm saying. And I mean because that is a ten. We, like, we, we have the technology, we can make that tattoo go away. We could just remove the fucking tattoo. I mean I don't know. I don't so, know. I I can't vote on that one, guys. So so I can't. We'll be moving on to. I cannot uh, vote on it. Current events now. Nope. So last weekend, when I was driving home to take care of uh, state vehicle inspections, registration renewals, and I even got a new driver's license, I even I even put down I was Native American on it, and uh, I took off right after work. I was looking for a place to stay out by White Sands, New Mexico, and I was having a hard time finding a, a nice hotel. So the Hampton Inn was booked, the Marriott, the La Quinta, the Holiday Inn Express. So I'm thinking I might have to camp out in a Walmart parking lot. And I happen to see one of those roadside motels that we base the aesthetics on for the show. And I see the flashing vacancy sign, and I'm thinking, I'll stay at this cheap place for the night. And Well, they charged me a fucking premium of 100 bucks for that tiny room. And, and the springs of the bed were, like, all warped and shit, so I felt like I was going to fall off the mattress if I didn't sleep in the middle of the bed. And they asked me for, like, AAA and, you know, AARP, you know, for a discount. And I was like, hey, I got a military ID. Can I get that discount? And they just like, thank you for your service, but they didn't give me... 
fucking break, man. But speaking of ripoffs, you can support the show by purchasing a T-shirt and other swag at T Public forward slash Atomic Shaman Trading Post, or you can make a donation to buymeacoffee.com forward slash Atomic Shaman or streamlabs.com forward slash Atomic Shaman Sweat Lodge 1 forward slash tip, and we'll read your comments live on air. So a Mongolian boy with U.S. dual nationality has been revealed as the incarnation of the third most important spiritual leader in Tibetan Buddhism. And was pictured for the first time alongside the Dalai Lama. So pictures shown on U.S. born boy around 8-8 in a face mask wearing a bulky red robe in ceremony alongside 87-year-old Dalai Lama and Dharmshala, the Indian state of Himchal Pradesh. Uh, the former title of the child is said to have a twin. And it's the 10th Kalka Jetsam Dampa Rinpoche. So this is the third most important spiritual leader in Tibetan Buddhism. And the face leader in Mongolia, according to the Times. Uh, rumor about the boy's identity has swirled around the spirituality community for years, but its existence has only now been confirmed with its public appearance in India, where the Dalai Lama lives in exile. The unveiling could spark fury in China, which had previously said only recognized the Tibetan Buddhist spiritual leaders and their uh, special government-approved appointees have chosen. In Mongolia, news about the Dalai Lama and the ceremony with the young boy resulted in intense excitement among Buddhists in the country, as well as contempt among secular nationalists and alarm of those who fear it will provoke the rage of the country's neighbor, China. Presented at the ceremony in Dharmshala on March 8th were 900... Mongolians to celebrate their new spiritual leader. During the ceremony, the Dalai Lama told the crowd that we have a new reincarnation of Kalkal Jetsun Dama Rinpoche of Mongolia with us today. That's a mouthful. Yes. I'm surprised I to pronounce it. So, a Mexican cartel accused of abducting and killing an American tourist were looking for a tummy tuck that handed over five of its own members alongside an apology note saying that uh, they shown a lack of discipline. The letter of the Scorpions faction of the Gulf Cartel apologized to the residents of Matamoros, a Mexican woman who died in the shootout, and four Americans their families. Uh, they were quoted as saying, uh, We have decided to turn over those directly involved and responsible for the events of all times uh, acted under their own decision-making and lack of discipline, the letter said. Individuals that gone against cartel's rules, which uh, went with respecting the life and well-being of the innocent, it added. Letter was released mm. alongside photographs showing a group of men tied up and smirking in front of the pickup truck allegedly used in the attack of the border town of Matamoros. Mother of six McGee was due to undergo tummy tuck cosmetic surgery. The procedure is far cheaper in Mexico and is thought to uh, this group became lost driving around in a white van trying to find the clinic. Officials believe the cartel mistook them for a gang of Haitian drug smugglers and they soon came under attack with all four being dragged into a pickup truck and taken away. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, yeah. It's kind of honorable. Mexicans are based, okay. <laughs> so, I mean, I mean, like yo, you couldn't, you couldn't just, you know, I mean, like yo, lose weight and exercise and do all the stuff you're supposed to do. You have to go to Mexico to like get surgery done. Like, I'm I feel cheap. like that's a you problem, you know. You're like, ugly. That, that's you're you disgusting. Problem. I'm gonna kill you. Give me two hundred dollars. <laughs> and so. Wow. Uh, the House voted overwhelmingly on Friday morning to approve a declassification of all Biden administration intelligence on the origins of COVID. So the House voted 419 to zero in favor of the bipartisan measure, according to Axios. The Senate voted unanimously last week to approve a similar bill, and the bill would require declassification release of all intelligence related to the origins of COVID and the virus' possible connections to the Wuhan Institute of Virology within 90 days. China! Of receiving the president's signature. <laughs> Department of Energy FBI both delivered assessments recently concluded that COVID most likely originated in a leak from the Wuhan lab, a theory known as the lack leak 
hypothesis pursued by Republicans was dismissed as a conspiracy theory early on in pandemic by medical science officials, including National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Disease and Director Anthony Fauci. Investigations according to yeah. the origin of COVID had no, been hampered right. by China, which had been rebuffed. Request information for access investigators. Beijing had floated that COVID did not originate in Wuhan Hall and said was a creation of the U.S. military. I think it was both. I think the U.S. created the virus, sent it to China, did the uh, – what's it called? China. Uh, what's it called? Uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think. Of gain of function? Yeah, gain of function research. And then it was leaked, but like they were trying to keep it covered up because it implicate both of them doing something they shouldn't have been doing. Well – not nah, man. What happened was is that a raccoon dog got a blowjob from a bat, right? <laughs> and then they made a stew out of like the slurry mess that was left over, right? And right. then a Chinese person ate it, and then Dr. Fauci sniffed it off of a, a thing and then sneezed on a guy, and that's how he got COVID. Like that's you know. I, I, I think it, it originally started out with the bat facts. soup uh, thing at the wet market, and then it became Stan Marsh from South Park, Colorado, was fucking a pangolin. Thank you. Stop having we sex. Have okay. We have We have people that don't have it. We have people that are morally corrupt. We have people that are selling this country down the drain. I agree. So, 18 female guards at Britain's cushiest jail have been fired for having illicit affairs with inmates. Uh, figures discovered in the Freedom of Information request that the relationships took place over six years at uh, Berwyn, Britain's biggest prison. So, the information follows that three of the women ended up in court following illicit liaisons with the Wrexham Jail of North Wales. Mark Fairhurst, chair of the Prison Officials Association, blamed relationships in the hiring of the wrong kind of women. He told the Mirror... Staff being recruited don't have face-to-face -face interviews. It's all done on Zoom. A lot of the people getting these jobs don't have enough life experience and are susceptible to conditioning from prisoners. Your figures just prove no that we've been warning <laughs> the employer about for years. So, like, wait a minute, 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 wait a minute. Because, like, there are multiple stories of like female guards who were banging inmates in America, right? Who were yeah. hired face to face, helping them like escape. Right. Or, or, or sneaking in gear for them, you know, through their prison wallet. Like, it's, it's just the fact, maybe female guards shouldn't work in male prisons. Like, maybe maybe that should be a thing. Like, I, yeah. I, I don't know. Like, maybe I'm retarded. Yeah, I'm I think they retarded. should only be in female prisons. I need to have an abortion. Oh, Agreed. You do. You need to have an abortion. That like one it. does. So, yeah, yeah. Levi Extell, a 27-year-old, reportedly walked into a police station in Minnesota covered in blood and confessed the beating of a man with a shovel 15 to 20 times and using a moose antler to finish him off. According to Fox News, Extell was taken to custody of murder charges on the death of 77-year-old Lawrence Scully, who had been previously convicted of molesting a child in 1979. Extell reportedly believed Scully was preying on his daughter at their daycare. So Axtell told police that he'd known Scully for considerable time and suspected him of sexually uh, offending their, against children in the past. 2018, Axtell filed an order of protection against him, which was granted but later dropped after several weeks. So on March 8th, a witness notified a Cook County Sheriff's Office that a person arrived at his residence, damaged a vehicle, and then entered the house. Witness heard screaming and reported the individual was driving to the police station, and he purportedly confessed to the police about the incident. You want to be chasing pedophiles! Fatality. So y'all need to hide your kids, hide your wife, and hide your husband because they're raping everybody out here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a classic. 
So the International That's Atomic great. Energy Agency sounded alarm bells when uh, 2.5 tons of Gaddafi-era natural uranium had been disappeared from a site in Libya that is not under control of the Tripoli-based government of national unity. So Libya's long-running civil war had prevented the IAEA from inspecting the site earlier. So why the agency has not indicated the exact location of the site, there's a high probability the site of Safa, some 400 miles southeast of the western capital Tripoli, uh, this area is not controlled by the government. Raw uranium or yellow cake has been believed to be stored at Tajura Nuclear Research Facility near Tripoli. However, this area is under control by the GNU, and Sabah is a Gaddafi area facility that had hoped to eventually enrich uranium for a nuclear weapons program until it was mothballed in 2003. The IAEA vowed to investigate circumstances surrounding the disappearance of the uranium. The concern is not while natural uranium cannot be either used for energy or weapons without complicated enrichment process. It is, if it ended up in the wrong hands, it could be sold to regimes with this capability. Are you sure it was yellow cake? Y'all niggas don't believe me. I got some yellow cake right here. <laughs> Red rocks, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to Mars. M-K-R-S, bitches. <laughs> so, so moving on to our subject matter at hand, we're going to talk about Appalachia. Pinoy, do you have some personal stories that you can tell us that if you've encountered something of the paranormal? All right. Well, first off, let me state my Appalachian uh, qualifications. All right. Ooh. I was born on the side of a mountain in a camper. Um, I was taught how to go to the bathroom in an outhouse, and like, I took my first steps chasing chickens. So I am. Actually, an Appalachian, right? Like a full-blooded, full-bred Appalachian individual, right? So it used to be called normal. Yeah, I mean, you know, like 50 years ago. Like, believe it or not, like, uh, we had outhouses in Appalachia and, like, you know, up until, you know, the fucking 90s and 2000s, right? You know, but... I Today, still everybody see some unused. I, I was driving along I-44 through Missouri on my way to Kansas City, and I saw outhouses outside of buildings. So I think they're still I mean, in use uh, out in the Ozarks, at least, and I know in Alaska they're used. Well, yeah, you have to use them in Alaska. You don't have a choice. You know what I mean? But um, yeah, like you know, like I'm an Appalachian, right? So, um, in Appalachia, right? I, I'm not really sure. Like, where you like? What do you want to know about Appalachia, man? Do you, do you got any local lores or like spooky stories or curses? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, all right. So, like, okay, um, where I come from, we have what's known as the rigid midget, right? Um, yeah, they call it they call it something else, right? I sent you uh, I sent you a thing, I forget exactly what it is that like everybody else calls you calls it, right? Um, it's called they call it something over here in our neck. Oh, the Al- the Alba Twitch, right? It's oh, yeah. a four foot tall. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like it's supposed to be like a four foot tall, um, uh, like little thing. Man, listen, what is it? Oh yeah, like a four foot tall Sasquatch, right? It's like a little animal that like runs around. You know, what I mean, like hunts down little kids and stuff. And when we were kids, like this rigid midget was like a local legend that like he would snatch up children that were near like the local cemeteries and things of this nature. And we used to use it to like scare people on a regular basis. And um, there were people who like kind of went missing and just never came back, right? And like it just wasn't explained as a whole, you know. What I mean, like individuals who were like out here doing things and they just they just never appeared again. You know, just you know that's that was kind of part of life growing up. 
they had me kind of thinking of the puck wedgie, but I don't know if they're the same size or smaller. Yeah, I don't know. Right. And, you know, like we have that. And then like when like I'm a fisherman, right? Uh, like I live near the Susquehanna River, which is you know, I mean, the largest non-navigable river in, you know, I mean, like at least the United States. Basically, it's like a, it's a mile wide and a foot deep. But there's parts of it that's very, very deep. And there's tales of like fishermen who have pulled up the islands. And you hear this from like the old guys. They pull up the islands. We all have like little John boats that we run around in. And they throw their anchor on or whatever, and they hop on, and then all of a sudden, the entire island starts moving because it's like a giant turtle. That's, right? that's pretty and far out there. Yeah, I'm, I'm not... I've hit turtles in this neck of the woods that have broken my axle in my truck. Yeah, I was going to say, they're big ones over there. Yeah, I could see, like, alligator snapping turtle, um, but something as big as an island, that's, that's kind of hard to believe, like... Uh... What would these like eat to maintain their size and like live? You know, that's that's what I'm wondering. Well, all right. So there's catfish here that like then like we have pictures of the catfish here. There's catfish here that that people are holding up at their head, and the tail's still on the ground, laying sideways. Okay, so it'd be eating these monstrous catfish then. Catfish, bats, perch, things of this nature. Um, and we have giant snakes too. And I've actually like I've encountered them myself where like. I was out, I was probably like 10 years old and I was uh, riding a riding mower cutting this grass and it was like this real deep, tall, thick grass out in this, uh, my pops had a farm that was like 15 acres and I'm cutting the grass on the back of the, of the thing, like heading out towards uh, the pond in the back and I hear this chunk, 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 chunk. I look behind me and the entire thing's covered in blood and there's a snake that's like, it had to be 15, 16 foot long. Holy shit just gigantic snakes up here they're 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 insane and these these are the type of cryptids that we have here and i mean like they're just things that nature like produces that we just don't know about and like i've come across some fishing too my kids take my kids out in the islands and go fishing in the river and there was a snake i swear to god it was so heavy well because of the fact like we have um we have shale and coal you know i mean like underneath of us everywhere and there a lot of it's hollow so, like, you'll hear, like, when you step on something, you jump, it sounds almost hollow. And I was going across this trail, walking down to the back of the island to go fishing on this cove. And there was a snake that was so heavy that, like, I came on it, and it, when it moved, you heard it move. It went, zoop, 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 zoop. And oh, you yeah, could yeah. feel the ground moving. It was gigantic. It had to, like, probably when I, it was like six and a half, seven foot long, a black snake. And these are, these are the type of things that we have in our neck. There's a lot of stuff that, like, people just don't, you know I mean, in general know about. So, yeah, like, that's a, that's a Appalachian stories in my neck of the woods. Well, speaking of Appalachian, uh, someone who's going to understand this. But I gotta go uh, introduce my kids to a switch so they understand how to fucking behave. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. Beer Juice, you've got some uh, origin stories. Oh, y'all need to hide your kids, hide your wife. So, Beer Juice, you've got some uh, origin stories of uh, superstitions from Appalachia? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so more or less, I was trying to find uh, uh, superstitions that were 
unique or at least specific to the Appalachia. Uh, and I found a nice list off of what was the local tourism board. I forget from where with 30 superstitions on it. And uh, the intention was to try and find like, how the hell did the shit get to the Appalachia? And quite frankly, I could not find any, any, any links as to how it got there. But after looking up all these damn superstitions, I found out cool shit about superstitions that I didn't know before. So, do y'all, don't, do y'all, do y'all split poles? Uh, uh, is that code for like something gay? Uh. <laughs> all right um like so here the rule is when you're walking with somebody like you're not allowed to split anything taller than you no right. i've never heard of that i've heard of it um yeah I, I, yeah where i where i come from I'm, I'm used to hearing about most of these things but i'm a yeah i guess i'm closer to the pine barrens or whatever i'm not really in the appalachian i'm kind mm. of off base so i know as like a whole bunch of hiking or hiker, uh, is what they probably call it. Like, like superstitions. Yeah. You have to say hike. Uh, yeah. I don't think you can say the hard R. Hike yeah, yeah. <laughs> hiker. That's right. Yeah, you're not allowed. You're not allowed to split poles, right? So if you walk by a pole that's taller than you, like, you have to. Like, I did it today, right? When I was like, you know, I mean, before like we talked or whatever, before you asked me, like, I did it today, like, um. Me and a female were walking into a store, and like she was gonna walk around the pole to the other side. She started doing it, and I stopped, and I went around and walked by her. You know what I mean? Because that's just something you do. Because it's like really bad juju to do that type of stuff. Um, like, or you say bread and butter. Huh? Or you say bread and butter? Yeah, you don't. Yeah, like bread and butter's like um something for like good luck when like you're driving. That, that's something else completely. Um, and then like you hang snakes on poles when you yeah, need rain. The way my family does it is when they is yeah. when someone splits the pole, we say bread and butter. Yeah, you know, well, yeah, I gotta one say counter up the other. Uh, I I yeah. learned less super stu- superstitious reasons for doing it, and maybe because because a lot of people I grew up around were veteran and had the superstitions around them, and they come up with rational explanations for why you shouldn't instead of giving me the superstitious ones. And a lot of times they just connected that to um, um, you don't want any, inter- like like the sort of stuff they learned platooning or squatting in the military, like you don't want any physical interruption between you and your mate because that can always compromise the integrity of your movement. Yeah, Period. The end. So as a matter of yeah. decorum, it's proper practice to hike that way. And I was like, and then you hear these stories about how people get lost just looking off in the one direction for half a second because of something like that. And I was always kind of like, you know what? Makes a lot more sense than whatever the hell people are coming up with. That was that was always something really big growing up. Um, you know, uh, like when you spill salt, you throw it over your shoulder. You don't let anybody sweep your feet, right, or sweep under your feet. I got you those I mean? in there. Yeah, yeah. These these are these are all Appalachian like superstitions that like all of us kind of like hold to, and we don't really know why. But like on the same point, we've noted like we've had. It's it's like a negative energy you put out when you know something bad happened, and then you're like, oh my god, like something bad's gonna happen, and something bad does because you, know, you put that energy out there, right? But like it just it works, you know what I mean? If like yeah, you feel salt like you seems very consistent energy. in things where they use it to ward off evil. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah. But uh, yeah, so I got a list of 30, and I did some research. I didn't get stuff for all 30, but between all of us and, and most people listening, you're probably able to figure out stuff anyway. But I'll start with number one. Never close a knife you didn't open, or you'll have bad luck for seven years. Yeah. You know, commonly referring to pocket knives and stuff like that, switch knives. Uh, but in general, you just really shouldn't be handling another person's knife. Uh, especially on the trail or in the woods, um, it, it's theirs. And if they let you borrow it, you, you you don't do anything but leave it or touch it in the same condition you are left at. But uh, the short version of it is, uh, you know, I looked into this as much as I could, and I did not know this. Many knife, knife superstitions date all the way back to the Viking Age, a lot of them specifically, in old Nordic culture, especially in the world of gifting knives. Um uh and in gifting knives in nordic culture uh it was implied that the receiver was not able to get themselves a knife worthy of having which is why they were being gifted it thus the giver must gift a knife that is good enough to kill himself so the bad luck is inferred from the handler because the presumption is the knife was always intended to be able to kill the giver kind of thing. No. Um, yeah, but with that said, um, uh, the number seven, uh, usually when you see it in cycles of superstition, generally uh, is, is regarded as a sacred number going back to the ancient Roman times uh, because the Romans believed that every several, seven years, life would renew itself, meaning broken parts of your life, relationships, health, or finance would be fixed or leave you because of the natural cycle of living and the fact that the natural cycle of living is done in seven-year cycles. So I thought that was kind of cool. And then we got uh, keep a penny in your washer. Um, yeah, mention, the, the short of it is most ancient civilizations see copper as a creation or gift from the gods meant to be given to humans in order to protect themselves. Mostly what I got looking up all the shit for for pennies in the washer is tons and tons and tons of manufacturer and customer advice telling you not to do it or you'll fucking break your washing machine. <laughs> so I'll throw to Pinoid here if you know anything about it. My deduction was that the only reason it'd be good luck is because copper traditionally is meant to ward evil, and a coin um, is in an active state if it's constantly flipping. All right, you have to you have to remember that like pennies have only been really or, um, washers have only been around since like the 1950s, right? In general use, right? You know, I mean, like they existed before oh, that. Yeah. But, like, you know, like the reasons why like feminism, like women, why women were able to leave the home, is because like we uh, we automated their uh, domestic like work. Right. Yeah, and men made life easier for women, like we always do. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah right. Yeah. So, like, yeah, this is a very new thing. Um, but as a whole, like, pennies are always seen as lucky, right? You know, like you find a penny yeah. with Abraham Lincoln's face sticking up, you're supposed to pick it up and you know, put it in your right shoe or whatever it is, right? So, like, you know, you're supposed to like take a penny and like you throw it into the washer. It, it's a double thing. Number one is the one with the well. Right, where like you know you have good luck because like you wish with a you know with a coin into a oh, thing. That's okay. gonna 
That's right. been a thing since like Roman times. And then the second one is is also like you know, you're supposed to put like good luck onto your clothes. And I mean that way you're wearing your luck as you walk, walk around. That that's yep. that's that's kind of where all that shit really came from. You know what well, I mean? Uh, yeah, well, I was disappointed looking this up because I can remember um, learning from my grandma and, uh, and a handful of other people and stuff. I used to go to bingo. It wasn't just my grandma. Like, before they had a washing machine, they would keep a penny at the bottom of their wash bucket um, wh where they would have their washboard, like, all the time, whether there was water in there or not. And I'm like, so I know this goes back to something else somewhere in culture. But I can't find the link. You know what I mean? It's literally, it's literally just throwing a coin in water, right? And I mean, and then wearing that luck long term. That's I guess all. So. That's all that really is. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Yeah. Everybody does it. Like you know, from if around around these parts, you do these type of things just because. Why not? It costs you a penny. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, yeah. I guess the easy answer is because you're Jewish. Not wrong. Not wrong. See, you know. see, anti-Semitic <laughs> jokes here. <laughs> Small hat. Um, <laughs> all right. So always go out the same door you came in. What I did find looking this up is that Irish folklore seems to be the only cultural element associated with the superstition. Mostly, the superstition is well documented in clinical psychology as a common type of obsessive compulsive behavior. Yeah, I'm like, so I'm not really, like, like I know about this, too. I had a babysitter that lived by this, and, and I thought it was kind of retarded. Um, but, I, uh, but I've seen people do it. I've seen people yeah, do it. Yeah, we do it. We do it here, too. You know, um, you always come in and out of the same door. Um, like, I have four doors in my house, and we use one. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just... It's just <sighs> Just is what it is. Are and, I mean, the other you doors just locked all the doors. time, or they're blocked off, right? Or like, yeah, they're blocked off. So like, the one's blocked off by a TV stand, and the other one is like, I have a double door in the kitchen that goes out to the deck, and yep. like, literally, yep. it has curtains over top of it. So like, you fucking even if you wanted to go out of it, like, you have to open the fucking curtains and go through all the bullshit. It's just, you know, I don't know. One entry point. Um, so it's a defensive posture. Um, Sun Tzu said, if you want your soldiers to fight, back them up against an ocean or a beach, right? That way, you know, I mean, they don't have anywhere to retreat. Mm -hmm. That type of thing. You know what I mean? Like a one entry point is always a better way to do things than anything else. Um, the, um, God damn it, the Battle of the 300 fought at um, Shipman, the Hot Gates. I what was it? The Ther Thermopylae? The Battle of Thermopylae. Thermopylae. There we go, Thermopylae, yeah. Basically, you have everybody in one area and you make them all come to you. Same type of thing. Yep, yep. I'm like, let's see. So eat black-eyed peas or collard greens with hog jaw on New York New Year's Day. Uh, hog jaw is just a cut of pork. Uh, pork jowl or pork cheek. Because I, I figure the average fucking 2023 human being has no idea what it is because they ain't seen enough Ooh. real life. I think it's called United... hog in the South. Yeah, yeah. No. It's a lot of nicknames for it. Um, here, the, here we have what's known as Scrapple. Yeah, that's another. I'm like, I always find running a pet store, I have to explain what it is to people because it's one of, you know what I mean, one of those things we sell as a chew. But in the United States, 
This tradition is said to go back to the Civil War. General Sherman's Union troops would raid Confederate food supplies, leaving nothing but the peas and salted pork because they were considered animal foods. Southerners considered themselves lucky to have meager leftovers to survive the winter after such raids. However, many cultures through history have been superstitious of good luck tied to meager foods going all the way back to ancient Egypt and the Babylonians, where black-eyed peas specifically were eaten to receive blessings from the gods. But in the United States, at least, the specific tradition of doing this with the peas and salted pork is connected to the Civil War, which probably why, you know, it's Appalachian-ish. Yeah, so in the South, they do one extra. They add a penny to the pot of the black-eyed peas for luck. Well, all right. So the that's a southern thing, right? Yeah. That's not an Appalachian thing, right? That's that's literally like everybody. That in the is South, a southern um, thing, yeah. Yeah, that's it. Like I had a mother-in-law. She was from uh, North Carolina and like from the beach, like from like Charleston, right? And when she came up here, I had never heard of black-eyed peas before, right? Like that wasn't something that any oh, really? of us ever ate. Yeah, it's, it's, it's literally it's not something we eat here. Um, I, I don't like so, them, even though I'm from the south. We eat we eat pork and sauerkraut on New Year's. That's a rule. Like you have to eat pork and sauerkraut on New Year's. That is what the fuck you cook. Like literally like they have um New Year's um like the firefighters, you know, they have like uh like their pancake breakfast or whatever. Yeah. Or whatever it is. Well they have pork and sauerkraut on fucking New Year's. Right? They'll have like advertised like uh community pork and sauerkraut, you know, on New Year's or whatever it is. And like that's that's you know, I mean, that's how you eat on New Year's. It's a fucking pork and sauerkraut is a meal that everybody in Appalachia makes, at least north of the Mason-Dixon, as far as I know. Mm. Mm. And then scrapple for breakfast because, like, you're drunk, and there's like, nothing better than scrapple when you're drunk. I like trying to explain to people what it is. Yo, it's I'm amazing. Me. It's a pork pancake. It's amazing. It's the best thing ever. Yo. <laughs> 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 Let's see. Mm. D don't wash clothes on New Year's Day, or you will wash your family's uh, your a family member out. And it's simple. If if you don't wash your clothes on on New Year's, if, if you are washing your clothes on New Year's Day, uh, there's a phrase "washing for the dead." They used to refer to it. Um, I couldn't really find any real ties to this fucking one, but it is common in Chinese New Year culture as well. Mm. Uh, don't I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, don't, don't sleep on New Year's Day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that that is a thing. That is a thing. You don't sleep on New Year's. Yeah, that's a lot of it. Yeah, I'm like, as far as I could tell, it mostly had to do with celebration. Uh, didn't necessarily seem like there was any bad luck associated with it. People, it, it, the whole thing is doing it for good luck, kind of thing. Thank you. Let's see. Don't yeah. do any canning or gardening on your period menstruation is associated with many myths from Brits believing butter won't churn and ham not taking salt for curing the Vietnamese believing it stopped uh, dough from rising and beef from fermenting. Generally, menstruation seems to be linked to witches and magic across most cultures before it was understood why women menstruate and this version of superstition 
is the Appalachians version of it. The the specifically the the canning. Well, it's it, it just it's just women women are considered dirty when they're on um when they're on a rag. So like they don't want like that that um. What do you mean like, considered? Women. I thought they were. That should be no. <laughs> right. Like yeah, women, like women are considered like because it is a, it's a cleansing thing, right? That's what the the right. period is. It's a cleansing of the womb, right? So like they're considered dirty at that time. So like they don't want like any of like a female's period blood to get into like any of the canning shit. Because of the fact that in Appalachia, you don't have, at, at a lot of points, you didn't have a lot of like ability to wash yourself or clean yourself the proper way and bacteria and all that type of things. Like, it's like, um, like back in the day when they said dirty air was what caused, uh, like fucking sickness. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it's the same. Yeah, they said miasma thing, caused you know the imbalance I mean? of humors. Yeah. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Same but, type yeah. of shit. I'm going to say, like, all sorts of taboos and, and behaviors are tied to menstruation, though, that go all the way back, like, predating biblical times from every fucking culture, though. So, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's I just lack, it's of, lack of ability to be clean. You know what I mean? That That's really what it is. You know what I mean? Like, um, in back in Babylon during Jewish times, like, in, like in, uh, the Jewish people during Babylon, when they went to the temple... Uh, like they had actual baths outside of the temple, right? That they would wash yep. yourself before you go in. So like that you would be considered at least physically clean. You know yep. what I mean? And yep. like it just in general, like this is that, well, look, we were all going into a, a like, fucking confined space. Let's try to smell as proper as possible. You know what I mean? Yep. So we don't all smell like ass for this hour that we're here after we blow on this Ricola horn. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, that type of thing. <laughs> Let's see. Plant your crops under the full moon. Planting by the moon, quote, planting by the moon, unquote, is the idea that lunar cycles play a role in moisture retention and plant growth. It is well regarded in older farmers' almanacs. And there are books and guides on planting and agriculture according to moon phases. So the Plant your crops under the full moon, superstitious or not, Appalachian or not, whatever. There's an actual whole goddamn thing to this. You want to learn how to do it, <laughs> you can. Do you want some science? Oh, yes. Does it have to do with the gravity of the moon pulling on the water? Yes. 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 All right. So irrigation, <clears throat> right? Um, Most irrigation back in the olden times was based off of... um. Uh, like fucking the oceans moving and so like back when uh, even in like Usyk and uh, Samaria like they stood there and they plant things like when the full moon was highest because that's when the irrigation was able to like get the most amount of water to the plants right because it was pulling on the ocean so your 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 irrigation like canals or you know I mean like ditches yeah you can dug. plan your flow better yes 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 a hundred percent Right, same type of ideology. Like everybody understands, like a water plus dirt plus seeds plus sunlight equals fucking plants. Right, but the first one is water, and you need that water. Same thing in, you know, I mean, like when you plant under the full moon, you're gonna have like the water and the gravity of the earth is pulled towards the sky more. So you're gonna have a moister dirt under a full moon. That's why you have more dew on the grass during the type of time. Yeah, I, I learned uh, the importance of paying attention to the full moon as a gardener. I learned really quick when I had to irrigate gardening beds and everything in my own uh, home or whatever. 
mm-hmm. if I was going to take it seriously, I actually needed to stay up during the full moon and let the sprinkler system kind of run itself for like 10 or 20 minutes to see uh, how the flow of the gardening bed was irrigating and if it was optimal. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I learned that really fast. I think anyone taking it seriously learns that the, the moon's got some shit to do with something. Well, the moon was always important here. Here's a crazy one, right? Um, if you look into the Christian Bible, right, and you look at uh, Noah's age when he died, he was 950 years old. If instead of looking at years, you look at lunar cycles, he was 78 when he died. Right, right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, the, we used to be much more attached to the moon and the constellations than we are today. You know, just because of, like, the lack of light pollution. You know what I mean? Fucking, like, where I live today, like, I live, you know, like, near uh, Baltimore and Philadelphia and Harrisburg and all this type of stuff. And so, like, there's a lot of light pollution. You don't see a lot of stars. But back in the day, like, the stars and the moon played a a crucial fucking role in how you gauge time and things of this nature. Astrologically speaking. Yeah, and... I, I hate the new shit now where they got like uh, Elon Musk Skylink and you'll see that thing going across the sky mm-hmm. every now and then. And I, I don't I, see I shit here. We see nothing here. Well, people report like UFOs because they'll see a bunch of dots like moving across the sky. They're like, no, that's not a UFO. It's Skylink. Mm. It's a psyop. Let's see. Uh, don't walk under a ladder. Everyone knows that one. If you find yourself under a ladder, don't turn around back up. But uh, there's a lot of explanations for this one. There's uh, OSHA reasons, too. <clears throat> the The most popular explanation is that ladders are thought to resemble gallows in medieval times. Um, also, ladders are seen as a trinity. Uh, uh, thus, the three angles complete in, in a, a trinity. So stepping through a trinity or, or triangle... Uh, means that you're breaking that holy tri- the trinity, which is seen as something holy, which is why you would back up instead of come through, because you're trying to re- reverse or invert the process by which the anti-eruption happens. Um, but the trinity concept from uh, geo- sacred geometry goes all the way back to ancient Egypt, not necessarily the Bible itself. Uh, but yeah, that, that that's some basic explanation behind that. You want the you want the reality? Yeah, why well, you guys do it up there? All right. Um, this is really simple. When you move through the woods, there's a rule about anything that like hangs over a path, right? Um, you never go under something you can go over or around. Mm. Mm. Basic. Right. Yeah, that's a good general rule. <laughs> this is like you know, this, because like anything can fall at any given time, so you never want to go under anything, right? You want to always either try to go around or over some shit, right? When you go under things as a whole, like bad things can happen, um, you know, things can attack you, shit can fall, you know, whatever it is, you know, like there's lots of like there's fucking spider webs and shit that'll murder you, right? You know, like so, um, up here that almost we have... goes back to the practical use of like, uh. What do you, how would you describe that overarching consistency, kind of like the splitting the whole conversation? Just yeah. don't. If you want to be safe, yeah. just don't. Okay. Um. So up here is different. Um. We have some shit in Appalachia that y'all don't have. Um. Have you ever heard of um, Helgamites? Helgamites? No. <laughs> Yo. Um, okay, I want you to go on Google and I want you to look up Helgamites, right? You can do it now or you can do it when it's done, okay? 
they are the most terrifying creature you will ever see in your entire fucking life, right? Oh, but these on... fuckers! Yeah, look at look at their full grown adult stage. Right? Oh shit, this is like nightmare fuel. Yes. I'm gonna say I've used these as grub before. I use them as bait, right? They're they're great for bait, right? But okay, so we have those, and we have what's known as mayflies. Okay, um, these mayflies. Oh, I fucking hate mayflies. Go All on. right, so here's the thing. Mayfly, <laughs> we close down roads for mayflies up here in the mountains, right? Mm -hmm. These mayflies, mm -hmm. what they do is they literally fall like snow. They, yeah. will, they will pile up gross. in the same way that snow does, right? It is gross. And, yes. All right, so the thing is, though, you will have spiders that are literally the size of your fucking head. Uh-huh. So you can imagine their webs that they would fucking spin for these mayflies and these helgamites, these big-ass insects, right? That they would put underneath of something that you're going to go under. I mean, I, I, I will say, like, one of the best things about mayflies, though, if, is if you can get good at catching them, throwing it out there, and, you're, and, and you like fly fishing, that is exactly the type of thing a, a, a nice large trout or bass is going to go after by the way i mean i mean like sort of right like you know uh like they like i have them like stuck to coolers that i have that i go fishing with from like 10 years ago they just they they, they come down yeah. and like, yeah it, it, they get stuck it's... to it like when it rains and shit you know what i mean yeah you want to see a really gross picture of what mayflies do what he's talking about i've just found one I'll drop this in the prep uh, right here. That That is literally what he's talking about. And when that whole thing is happening, it almost looks like, I don't know, like a snow. light brown snow. Snow. Yeah, it looks like snow. It's really Legit. fucking disgusting. This is where I live. Oh, no, that's picture you're looking at. Okay. And they just that's what I, this is where I live. they land on. This is where I live. Terrible. And I mean, every day. You know what I mean? Like, it was Does that so, fuck up the paint on a, your car? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they just kind of stick to whatever they land onto. That's the grossest yeah, so, Okay, I don't know if you could imagine that amount of insects feeding a spider population. Yeah. Oh, where's Lee Fang at? She hates spiders. This is perfect. Right? Like, we have spiders. I swear to Christ, I'm not fucking with you. They are as big as your hand. Right? Yep. And they make webs. And, like, so if you go under something and you don't see the web, that spider will come out and just whack. I almost lost my arm one time because of one of them. Oh, yeah. And and fun tip for anyone that loves being freaked out. Did you know that the Black Widow is indigenous to the Appalachian and the northern northeastern corridor of the Americas? Yes. I 100% know. And I just find it extremely amazing. No one knows because I have run into one four times in my life, twice in my house. And I'm how, so happy I live on the third floor of a fucking condo unit these days. So for the audience out yes. there, I just posted the photo of the cars covered <clears throat> in mayflies. That's so yes. gross. Uh, let's see. Don't let anyone sweep under your feet. If you sweep under your feet, you'll never get married. Spit on the broom if it is yes. swept under your feet or you'll have bad luck. So I looked into this one. You as far as I can broom? tell... There are no superstition ties. There are numerous superstitious ties to brooms and sweeping across all different types of cultures and times. Uh, largely, 
perpetuated around women. There's no other commonality. So logically, these superstitions persist because a tradition of women living in the home and trying to assign meaningfulness to their menial, boring lives are making up bullshit to make themselves happy. That was my conclusion. Yeah, where are all the white women at? Yes, um, so, a sexist okay, would say. The actual, the actual reality is, is that I'm like... <laughs> Basically, basically, if you have a woman taking care of you, you won't, you know, I mean, end up getting married because you're like, you know, I mean, like you already have that. Yeah, yeah. It's like, uh, uh, why buy the cow when you get the milk for free, as we say in the South? Maybe they should change this to, like, if you ever video game in a basement instead of sweep under your feet. Yeah, like, if, if your mom is taking such good care of you that you're literally getting your feet swept under, you know I mean? Like, you're, you're not going to end up finding a wife because nobody's going to take care of you like your mother does. Mm-hmm. Never that, give someone a set of knives as a gift. If you give them a, uh, if you give it to them, newlyweds will cut their love. You know, like, just don't give knives as gifts. Don't give married couples gifts. The the one thing I saw is a, a commonality in gift and knife giving is that it's considered bad luck and you know like unless certain conditions are met. But the one thing I also saw as a commonality was if you tie a piece of copper to the knife as part of the gift giving, it'll it'll avoid the bad luck associated with the giving. And yo, by the way, the the sweeping thing that is much more on black Appalachians than it is whites. Right. Um, I actually had a black dude was the first time I ever saw somebody freak out about the fucking um the fucking sweeping thing. Huh. Let's yeah. see. If a black speaking of blacks, if a black cat crosses your path, turn and go yeah. the other way. Like there's a whole bunch of shit about this from every yeah. other culture. Yeah. But um I tried to at least find the origins for black cats becoming bad luck. And as close as I could tell, the origins of black cats being connected to bad luck are believed to come from Greek mythology. In Greek mythology, Zeus, Zeus's wife, Hera, transformed her servant, uh, Galint, can I say it right? Galinthius, into a black cat. And she continued to serve Hera uh, in regards to magic and spells. So that's where people, where we think, you know, like the actual root, like original black cat thing came from. But in Britain, Ireland, and Germany, a black cross, a black cat crossing your path is considered good luck, but only if it's crossing left to right. Yeah, Britain has a whole bunch of really crazy superstitions. Have you ever heard about um the birds that they have Uh, in Britain? A peregrine falcon? No, all right. Um, so they have uh, magpies. There we go. Magpies. Oh, I think you're it's about I think that it's Yeah, they're like they got yeah. too much like, shit they, around magpies. Ugh. Like, yo, they literally have to like touch your elbow and like salute it three times and do all types of extra shit. Right? Britain's really weird about fucking animals and shit in their goddamn country. I I don't. Well, that's they have some a, white Anglo-Saxon shit. Whole nursery rhyme counting to eleven with with the magpie superstitions connected to it. I'm like, yeah, that's a whole to, other thing. Yeah, they got to they got to do a whole bunch of stuff. Um, as far as the black cat concerned, it just comes from spinsters. In the end of the day, that's that's all that shit is. You know what I mean? Old crows. Amazing. Never Are repay people... salt that you borrowed. 
it is widely believed that bad luck being tied to salt comes from Judas having an overturned salt cellar in front of him during the last summer. Taking salt. Yeah, during the last, like, that's what I was able to find from historic people. Yo, listen, listen, Matt. Yo, it was white boy summer when Judas was around. All right. (laughs) It's 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 almost time for white boy summer again. Taking salt, much like spilling it, is seen as a sign of bad fortune. Being indebted in salt is even worse. Giving salt, it's typically considered, giving salt is typically considered good fortune for the giver. Let's see. If a bad storm is coming, put a two-edged axe in a stump facing the storm to ensure that it goes around you. And the only thing I could see from history that tied anything to this was in Greek mythology, Zeus had a double-faced axe known as the Labrace or Pelexi that he used to summon storms. Through Not, history, right. there Let are me, many. Super, can, there's a lot I of rituals. Scientifically, what's scientific for this? If you want, I'm like, but I know that we're sorry, there's a lot of actual rituals that include two edged swords for controlling weather. But go ahead. Yeah, you, you. Listen, um, so where we come from in the mountains, like, um, the mountains are protected from storms, right? Because, like, a lot of like the wind picks up and so it'll split like storms as a whole. Right. So like when it hits the mountains, the wind comes up and pushes like the fucking the um the jet stream to the sides. Right. So you never get hit with crazy weather, but when weather does reach you, it fucking stays there forever. I swear to God. We lost power for a fucking month one time. It was fucking bananas. Right. Because mm. a storm hit us. It was um hurricane, I wanna say Sandy. That hit like came up yeah. crazy on the east coast. Oh, I, totally yeah, we were out power for, for fucking three months, it, or for a month. It was fucking crazy. But what ended up happening was, um, what ended up happening is, is that the mountains split the fucking weather, and everybody understands this. And so, like putting that axe facing the storm is the same thing. It's like you're putting that fucking that edge there that goes like the storm will split off in between the two. In between them. Yeah, that's that's that's, that's the mentality. That's the process. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm like, oh Sandy. That's how I ended up moving here. Uh because my hometown was out of power for more than two months. The regional Red Cross was there. Whole different story. We if were you... we were underwater for like fucking like a month and a half. It was it was goddamn bananas. Yeah, like, that it was harder than anyone really knows unless you're from the area. Yeah. Like we we took advantage of y'all though because like yeah, we were selling you forklifts for like fucking a thousand dollars a week. It was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I got pictures if you're interested. You know, I mean, some crazy shit that happened. But yeah, that's what that that's what that's actually about. You know, what I mean, it's like a, that's mm-hmm. like that's it's a meteorological thing. You know, what I mean, and like people put the axe there just because, like, they feel like the axe will fucking do that type of thing like it's pointed towards a storm and the storms always come from the um from the west you know what i mean yep yeah yeah and the mountains are to the west of everybody you know i mean if you're in the appalachians right the mountains are the storms are always going to come from the west if you spill salt throw a pinch over your left shoulder so you won't have bad luck the left shoulder or side of the body is typically seen as the alternate or unwell 
in historical nomenclature, throwing salt over the left side specifically is meant to make the devil's side of your body more pure, less bad. Do y'all yeah. not do this? I thought um, he mentioned it earlier. Well, I mentioned the salt specifically, but not but, the left-sidedness of the thing. No, no, like this. This is something else. This is like he mentioned borrowing salt, right? So, like, do y'all not right. throw salt over your shoulder when you spill it? You're supposed to, but I never do. I, I don't. I know. I, huh? I, I've always known that, though. Yeah, ever since I was a kid. Yeah, you pinch it. Yeah, I feel like this is universal. This is not like an Appalachian. Uh, yeah, I don't thing. think it's Appalachian. Me too. Me too. Yeah, I'm like, because everyone, I think, knows it. Maybe because they watch Tom and Jerry. I don't fucking know. Yeah, like, this, this is a universal thing. This is not like an Appalachian thing. You know what I mean? That's, that's where I'm at. All right. Let's see. When you drop a fork, it means a woman is coming to visit. When you drop a knife, it means a man is coming to visit. As far as I can tell, the origins are pretty fucking unclear as much as I tried to look up. But forks in general, uh, along folklore, superstitions, and everything, seem to be associated with women and knives with men and spoons with children. Oh, I was about to ask most about superstitions. <laughs> I'm like, that I did, did find trying to figure something out. I gonna yeah, say, I, I've, I have no idea. This, this is, this is, you know, I mean, something I've never heard of before. Oh, let's see. Yeah. Your baby has to fall off the bed before their first birthday. Yeah, yeah. Um, I fucking, it's, it's, it's a tough thing. I'll say, run a chicken over your baby to keep it from getting chicken pox. All right, I'll uh, say this. I don't think that works. I'm pretty sure it doesn't. <laughs> However, I, I will note, because I tried to at least look it up after several searches, I simply concluded that the medical industry does not want me to know anything related to the superstition. All my searches on Google resulted in multiple pages of medical guidance. All of them. Yeah, I, I've never heard of this, to be honest with you. You know what I mean? I don't know. Maybe it's like, this is an old thing. I've never I, heard of this. I heard it from a babysitter. <sighs> and uh, uh, she, I remember when I had chicken pox as a kid, she got into an argument with, I think, my dad over that. And he just laughing because he didn't think she was serious. But this is a whole other thing. <laughs> don't let a pregnant woman see a dead person or the baby will have a birthmark i saw that there were tons of superstitions about how children end up with birthmarks with no clear origin tied to any of them um also this is another one where the medical industry wanted me to make sure that i was paying attention to what they had to say about birthmarks or whatever and dead people i was like thanks thanks brought to you by pfizer right, so we we call we where we come from we call them cherry marks Right. Um, uh, yeah, that's what I, yeah. I didn't know they were birthmarks until I was a teenager. I thought they were cherry marks. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fucking, we call them cherry marks where I come from. And, uh, like, you know, I've never heard of, like, not letting a woman see a, a pregnant woman seeing a fucking dead person. That I can get the mentality is, like, you know, where, like, the soul enters the body or whatever the fuck it is. You know yes. what I mean? Like, your, your baby's going to absorb the soul of the dead person. I, I guess some kind of weird logic there if cows are laying down or leaves are upside down then it is going to rain 
Cows have been noted as kneeling or laying down in the rain when outdoors. However, there is no clear connection to the behavior being reliably connected to the prediction of weather. The farmer's almanac actually quotes cows laying down in the field a more often mean that they're chewing their curd rather than preparing for raindrops, you know, simply being that... said to advise farmers not to use that as a predictive measure. However, the leaves of trees flipping upside down um, actually does happen in pre-storm conditions. Um, in preceding conditions to a storm, uh, largely the prevailing wind is what's causing the leaf to overturn. No. Um, so if you're seeing enough leaves, it can be a clear sign of, not of rain specifically, but the conditions that precede rain. Okay. All right. Uh, scientific, right. Um, all right. So ozone. Um, when you have the barometric pressure, like reach a certain there threshold, leaves, too, yeah. yeah, leaves will turn over, right? That, that's, yeah, that's a hundred percent like something we always say, like your leaves are turned over. It's about the rain. Get your fucking ass to fuck home like that. Yeah. That's, you know I mean? That, right. That's absolutely. No, same with the same with cows. But if cows sure. are laying down in the field, like, yeah, like fucking it's about to be something serious. Yeah. I was going to say the short version of it is with either one. It's only a predictive measure, measure of pre-storm conditions, not the storm itself, from what I could tell. No, 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 no. Like, yo, again, like, if, if the fucking leaves turn over on a tree, right? Like, if you see a whole bunch of, like, if you look at a tree and the leaves are all turned over, right? Like, um, okay, so the top of leaves have an oil layer that protect them from UV light. Just, that's just how it works. That's what sap is, right? It protects them from UV light. When they turn over, like that's where all the like the pores on the leaves are in order to like breeze. accept the rain. Yeah, you know, so like they turn over to accept the moisture of like you know the fucking the, the water that's going to come right, down from right. rain. But the yeah. same thing is going to happen if the storm splits around you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. indicative I mean, not like, the was... storm itself, but the conditions of the of it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like if it, if it just dissipates and fucks up, it is what it is. You know what I mean? But like every time it is gonna like if it's gonna storm, them fucking leaves are gonna be turned the fuck over. Like, I'll tell you, it's it's easy to spot in the fall though, um, and it is the thing in the summer, in the late summer, like, like July, yeah. August. You know what I mean? September. Like you will see that shit happening heavy. Let's see. That's a hundred percent an Appalachian thing. Like, yeah, yeah. Like you are well in tuned with what's going on around you because like, you know, fucking you have rocks and like mudslides and all that type of shit. All these things yeah. happen all the time. You notice the shit about moss that no one else does. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Hang a horseshoe upside down to keep good luck from running out. So horseshoes <laughs> appear to be synonymous with good luck starting in the 8th century historians think it's because the um what is it the the chaldeans thought the crescent shape represented the moon goddesses so it protected people from curses but in 9069 saint dunstan patron saint of blacksmiths tricked the devil saint dunstan shoot the devil in a whole ordeal that caused the devil great pain and afterwards, the devil swore to never enter a threshold 
with a horseshoe nailed above it. I've never thought heard that, that story. Cool. That's pretty cool. I did not know that. And I thought that was really cool. I read the story and was like, huh, what do you know? There's a, there's something to it. Amazing. Well, a reason anyway. I guess say yeah. you got any other reasons for it out there? I don't know. The first time I've heard of it was on MASH, to be honest with you, when Colonel Potter told him to turn the horseshoe upside down. Because, like, that way the good luck doesn't run out. I've always been taught that the horseshoe was, was good luck. I can't remember a time in my life where people didn't treat it that way. But I've always heard yeah. arguments over whether it should be facing up or down. On MASH, um, Colonel Potter... When he came in for Henry Blake, he uh, looked at Radar and he said, uh, fucking, Radar was hanging up the horseshoe. And fucking, um, he said, turn it upside down. That way their good luck doesn't run out. But uh, I remember when I was a kid, this is funny. I can remember a lot of people getting really angry at Lucky Charms. Because at one point they had Lucky on there with the horseshoe over him uh, and the slogan. And the horseshoe was facing downward. And there were people that were pissed off that they couldn't buy it. I was like, why? I'm like, because it's bad luck. And they're like, yeah, I don't want to. I never heard you know, I was this. like, I was like, what? Are you serious? You know, like, like I, there was this whole, I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if you ran across that. I just remember it used to be a but big deal when they got like a new marshmallow, you know, for like to represent. Yo, again, show. again, it literally comes from MASH. That's okay. Horseshoes. Mash, dude. like you know what Mash is? You remember Mash, the TV show? Yeah, oh yeah, that's where it comes from. But uh, what next? We got wear a Buckeye in your bra to ward off rheumatism. Native Americans crush Buckeye nuts into salves for treating rashes and cuts. Extracts from the nut have been used in cerebrospinal treatment. Buckeye has been used medically as a sedative, also for relative for uh yeah relieving constipation, treating asthma, uh treating hemorrhoids, and as well as arthritis and uh, rheumatism. But the superstition is to keep the actual Buckeye nut in your bra, and it's supposed to keep you from these things. Damn it! And our Native American friend had to go to work. He got called in, so we don't have him to comment on this. Missed out. You're supposed I'm to like, keep a nut in your bra? Yeah, oh, yeah. I thought he was still beating his kids, but uh, yeah, he had to go into work. Now. Nah. All right, all right. So a buckeye is a bra and a flower, or it's a nut and a flower, right? So right. you know what I mean? Like a lot of people like wear the buckeye as a flower, right? To you know what I mean? Like give them good luck. That's why, like, it's Ohio State Buckeyes, right? Again, you know, I mean, like, this is this is a – the Appalachians are very specific as to where you live. You know what I mean? If you live in Tennessee, it's going to be one thing. If you live in PA, it's a different thing. Ohio, Kentucky, a different thing. West Virginia, a different thing. It depends on what grows where you live. They don't grow here, so I don't think about it. Mm. Like, I don't know shit about Buckeyes. Okay. We don't have those here. The next one I have is hold your breath when you pass by a cemetery – or you'll be the next to die. Don't know where that comes from. Didn't get time to look it up. Sounds. I've silly. heard this. I've heard this a thousand times. Um, I don't know. I was raised Roman Catholic, so when you pass by a cemetery, you're supposed to like hold your breath and like bless yourself. I, I just don't understand the logic behind even creating. Is that the superstition? just to keep your soul like, from leaving? 
Why the fuck did we air. make cemeteries if they're killing us then? Oh, okay. This bad air. Not logical. It's, I don't get it. It's, it's bad air, bro. Bad air. If you see a white horse, you'll have good luck. White horses are significant in nearly all types of symbology anyway. The interpretation of a white horse in a dream, picture, or reality is generally considered strength, change, and or fortune. White horses can be seen as a type of positive sign it, all, in almost all cultures in history. Uh, so white horses in general are just good luck. According to everyone. And listen, this this comes from English shit, right? This is uh, like English mythology, um, you know, like the whole like white knight thing, that type of thing. Arthurian That's all that shit really is. Mm. Let's see. Hold your feet up when you're crossing a railroad track or you'll lose your boyfriend or girlfriend. Yeah, I've heard this. I've heard this a bunch of times. <laughs> I've heard this one too. I don't know where the hell it comes from and, and I didn't get time to look into it. I don't know. I don't fucking know. <laughs> like, I'll be honest with you. I have no idea. Oh, this is the, the splitting the pole one. If you're walking with someone, you have to go on the same side of a post or obstacle or it will break your friendship or whatever. Yeah. Um, I've always heard it was bad luck. Yeah. Uh, don't wash clothes on Sunday. Didn't get time to look that one up. I don't do shit on Sunday. Sunday is supposed to be a day of rest. Yeah, I figured it was probably tied to that anyway. If your nose is itching, it means company is coming. Uh, I've always yeah. heard not that company was coming, but that someone was talking shit about you or talking about you. Nah, I heard if your ears are ringing, you're, somebody's talking shit about you. Um, if your hand's itching, you're supposed to be having money coming. Um, if your nose is itching, company's coming. You know, I mean, that, that type of thing. Uh, I, I was always told if your hands are itching, you're masturbating. That's how the nuns know. <laughs> yeah. If your hands are itching, money is in, is coming, right? You know what I mean? And it's weird. Like, my hands always itch on Thursdays. Oh, so I know when you masturbate now. There you go, buddy. Jerk off hard on Thursdays, buddy. Thursday, tra you go, tranny porn Thursday, son. Hell yeah. <laughs> Open the window when someone dies and cover the mirror so that their soul can leave. So this actually is like a big meaningful thing across lots of cultures. Um, across all of history, mirrors are treated as a form of portal between the physical and the spiritual world. In the Irish Catholic tradition, the family of the deceased cover all mirrors in the home to hide the physical body from the soul that's already passed preventing the soul uh, from becoming lost or searching for its body. In Polish Catholic tradition, they seem uh, the same is done, but for the sake of keeping the soul from becoming trapped in the physical world, you know, expelling it out and, you know, like, um, uh, so that it's forced to pass on. In Russian Orthodox Christianity, the mirrors are covered with black cloth, sp black specifically, to ease the soul's journey into the afterlife so that it can pass through that portal easier. Um, so there's a whole lot of variations of this. Shrouding in general of mirrors goes all the way back to ancient practices. Um, and there are accounts of it going into the Tullam uh, and other 
really, 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 really old texts as well. So this, so shrouding mirrors universally is something that is um, practiced for any number of reasons across all sorts of cultures since it, we think before we were even writing shit down. <clears throat> kind of cool. Like it, it's a it's a multiverse there, right? Like so, like yeah, um, the mirror is. the mirror is considered a separate dimension, yep. right? So therefore, like your your soul is not supposed to get trapped in a different dimension, that type of thing. And I mean, like it's a, I, it's, it's it's a whole thing. You know what I mean? Like it is what it is. Oh you yeah. Know? Like that's why that's why funeral homes don't have any fucking mirrors. Yep. Oh, I never thought of that. Yep, the yeah. only place you'll find one in a funeral home is in the bathroom if they have them at all. And some yeah. don't at all. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Hang a mirror by the door to protect against evil. So I discovered this is a thing. Like, not just a superstition, but like, the protective mirror, quote, the pakua, is a thing in feng shui. To deflect or ward off Shaki, you should or or poison arrows. You should place a protective mirror at the entrance of your home, meaning because all the shaki and feng shui and pake all mean specific things. Roughly translated, if there is a large structural corner of another building uh, or home pointed in the direction of your home, you put the uh what what is this called paki pakua whatever in the entrance of the household to protect you from misfortune to reflect the angle right i'm like uh so so i did not i did not expect to find that i thought that was kind of cool that there's an actual practice of doing this in feng shui which is pretty fucking ancient and i think it's even cooler that somehow the same idea manifested in the Appalachian in practice, I that's just cool. I'd be asking. So what you what you have to remember about Appalachia, right? Um, okay. So, I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna fuck up some conservatives here, right? Like, um, and, and I am I am I promise you. Um, the reason why the founding fathers gave us the right to bear arms has dick to do with fighting our government, right? Hmm. Uh, hang on. I'm, I'll let me, pretend you're uh, right. Hang on. Uh, so Machiavelli <laughs> said, when you conquer a people or create a new princedom, right? He said, don't stand here and take away the arms of the people who you're ruling over because they'll fight over their backyard and their fucking their home and their families faster than they'll fight for any prince, right? And we were surrounded by the French, the Native Americans, the British, the, the fucking Spanish, um, you know, whoever, right, at that point. And the Appalachians were literally the borderlands of the original fucking, you know, I mean, 13 colonies. Yeah, they were. Right. So, therefore, us as Appalachians were literally the, the, the borderlands of who they were. Right. So what you wanted to be able to do was have these people be able to defend themselves and defend, you know, I mean, your country as a whole from all comers. And when you did this, what you did was is you stood here and you gave them the right to be able to have those arms that would allow you to keep your country from these foreign powers who would be, you know, I mean, like a tyrannical government in the Second Amendment. Well, I, I, I think more aptly said than it's 
not instead, but also because there's more than just overturning your government. It also deals with protecting your borders because that's how you insulate your comp your 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 sovereignty is by arming your edges. Yeah, you know, like you, the, like again, the Appalachians were the warrior culture on the outside of your government. Yeah, and a lot you know, of people like to think of uh, Appalachia as America's Afghanistan. It is little. It is. I mean. We don't worship Allah or... Uh, not yet, not yet. But... You know, we're not evil people, but... We're... I mean, like, yo, let, let's keep this 100% <laughs> honest. I would, I would vote for a white Sharia. You know what I mean? Like, I want to put bitches in carpet and duct tape sandwiches to them so we can have picnics wherever we want. Based. <laughs> you know, I, I don't... Like, I, I'll be real. Like, I have no problem with... Like I, I've had again. This is why, like, my channel is banned in a lot of countries. I've had conversations with like the Taliban and like Kurdistani people and like things of this nature, you know, because I fucking fully support the idea that you should have sovereignty over your wife. And especially, like, I live in, like, a lot of the places I live, recently, like, Appalachia is becoming back to like Appalachia as it used to be. They're like, we fire our police to get rid of them because like after they took away our, you know, our coal and our fucking manufacturing, all this stuff, what ended up happening was, is like, we're now economically depressed and the police become like these parasites on top yes. of, you know what I mean? Like what used to be right. And in doing so, what ended up happening was, is like these police, they're sort of like pulling you over for nonsense and bullshit and we just fire them and get rid of them. And, but that leaves you by yourself. But it breeds a better community because instead of your neighbors having a problem with you and calling the cops, they have to come deal with you. They have to come oh, yeah. talk to you. And you breed a better community as a whole. I prefer that. I do, too. I'm like, fucking learn to cope. Yeah. You know, like my next door neighbor, he's, um, he's an EMT and a firefighter, right? And so, like, when he had a problem where the borough came through and said, hey, we're going to take your land because of the fact that, like, your shit's all fucked up and it's dirty, I went over and helped him. You know, I was like, hey, man, listen, like, I'll, I'll help you get shit together and I'll fix his chainsaw for him and his weed whacker and his lawnmower and all this stuff. And we got his yard together, you know, I mean, together, you know, me and him. Yeah. And no. that's what you're supposed to do. You're exactly. supposed to, like, band together and be, you know, I mean, like, a fucking community. Well, I had a conversation recently about this exact thing, and and uh, no one believes me when I try to tell them that my uncle lives off like 14k or less a year, and X, Y, and Z. And when I try to explain to him what it was like to be in his community in Idaho for a month, we're talking about people that solely rely on each other and their skills and their cooperation to provide for themselves. The only reason they're worried about getting money in the first place isn't because they want or need it. It's because the government's making them use it to pay for things. I'm yeah. like, uh, but that's a whole nother thing. I'm like, last superstition that I have on my list. And I left this one blank because I know there are a million reasons for this because I've overheard arguments. I didn't actually want to give an opinion on this one. Um, Never leave a rocking chair rocking or you will invite spirits. Um, I've heard 
I've I've seen people, including kids, growing up, get into fights over the rocking chair conversation. Uh, and adults, when I got older, my whole life until I fucking left the boonies. Um, mutually, everyone seems to agree: don't fucking leave it rocking, no matter what. But I've seen the fights over why, and because people make targeted statements about what the fuck is actually happening, like. Don't do that. Your grandma's in the chair. What'd you fucking say about my grandma? Or don't do that. The devil's in the chair. What'd you say about my grandma's chair? Like, I've seen all kinds of knockdown, wow. like, fights over the rocking chair uh, spirit myth shit. And I'm like, yeah. I don't know. Whatever the fuck it is, it seems like everyone has their own. I don't know if there's anything consistent up where you're at. Um, not like you're just not supposed to leave like a chair rocking as a whole, just you know, because <laughs> like it's eerie, you know. I mean, it, it looks wrong when something's moving and there's nothing in the fuck in it, you know. I mean, so it, it just looks wrong as a whole. I remember the first cracker barrel that opened up near me back then. <clears throat> um, some of the people I knew that were locals were petitioning to close down the cracker barrel because they had rocking chairs in front of it their problem wasn't with the rocking chairs it was they didn't care if they left them rocking so the compromise was actually roping them off oh wow um so they could just sell them like wicker chairs the only thing that was ever rocking them was the wind kind of thing like yeah it was a thing that happened like i can remember it was pretty spicy too Yeah, so. motherfuckers, motherfuckers will they will get serious about like their. You have to remember that religion fits over culture, right? Um, like a lot of people think like you run into these Christ cells now on Discord and on the internet as a whole, and all that shit is people looking for a culture and they don't have one. Like we sold ours off for like these cheap Chinese right. plastic trinkets over the past thirty or forty years, and. You know, we're looking for this this solution to a problem that we really don't understand. And these cultures that we're supposed to have have been dissipated because, like, corporations want to fit as many people as possible into these fucking, like, bug man cubicles. And, you know, I mean, like, they, 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 want, they want everybody to kind of be the same so they can swap them in and out, you know, and that's... You know, everybody has bought into this ideology that it's positive for them because they get they make money and they go home and they can have like these toys that they put on credit. And it's it's nonsense because as as an Appalachian, as an Italian, you know, I mean, like my family was from Calabria, Italy, and my my great grandfather helped build the Golden Gate Bridge. And I worked in the same steel mill and helped build the Keystone XL pipeline. It's a uh, you know, I mean, the pipe for that shit. And mother grandfather, he died in a coal mine fighting for union rights. And I have other family who goes back to like, I'll be honest, one of my ancestors signed the Declaration of Independence and was a president. And this this shit that we do, you have to remember like we're a, a human beings and a peoples and a culture and a community and like, we're part of something much bigger than ourselves. We're not individuals. Like, we're not. We're part of, like, 
a long line of people who died for us to fucking be here and risk everything for that shit. Well, I think there's something paradoxical that happens there. Like, um, Go ahead. We are individuals, and the irony is that protection of the individual is what makes a strong collective, right? Mm, um, no, nah, man, because, like, yo, you as an individual, right, when you were a child, you had a community that protected you. Well, if you surrender your agency, you become human livestock. Mm. You see what well, I'm but, saying? Yeah, but, but, but. The this effort is, has to be conscious. Like, you, you, your culture built you into the human being that you are today. I don't think it builds you, it guides you. Because there are shit apples that always fall outside the culture. That's why we're dealing with fucking TikTok trannies. Nah, 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 nah. The reason we're dealing with TikTok trannies is because of the fact that, like, we've let this idea that we're complete individuals just sell everything out. We don't have our culture to fall back on. Well, well, like, this isn't acceptable. Well, first of all, no one's a complete individual. They're all flawed. Everyone has to struggle to become better than they were born. Mm. Sort of, right? But, like, yo, the reason you were born is because men died for you to be here, and you should protect that. Yeah, it's called biological imperative. No, 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 no. I mean, men sacrificed everything they had and everything they were to allow you to exist. And right. you should cherish and honor who they were. But that's just it. I'm like, the people that stem outside the, the, the guidelines of biological imperative end up like these TikTok trainees. They're extinctionists. They're annihilationists. They're yeah, defying they're... the basic order of nature, God, and humanity because they refused to follow anything that resembles cohesive individuality. No, no, they're they're part of a collective of like cosmopolitan individual cosmopolitan individuals. They're Borg. They're human livestock. Mm. Nah, man. Uh, I mean, yeah, they are right. But on the same point, you know, like they don't cherish the shit that like came before them. Like I told my son, right? I was like, listen, you know, my son's right. twenty. My son's twenty-one years old. I told him, I was like, look, bro. They don't because they surrendered their agency. They they, uh, all right, they guys, can't commit to the personal responsibility. Topic. You're right. Yeah. We are getting a little existential here. Yeah, yeah. This is supposed to be about Apple because I was getting ready to <laughs> no, move on to like some philosophy. cryptids, man. That's that's why people came here. So, right. Uh, I'm an Appalachian. Right. I'm my an bad. Before everything else, I'm an Appalachian person before everybody else, right? Before anything else. Yeah. I'm I a Texan before I'm an American, you know? Yeah, that, and that's the point, right, is that we don't have that anymore, right? We consider ourselves like Americans and individuals, and we eat macaroni and cheese and hot dogs, and that's not positive for us as the people. Well, we're missing cohesion. Mm, we shouldn't be a country. And, and I say cohesion, say, as opposed to collectiveness, no, 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 I'm fine. Because we with ain't like, no damn no. hive of bugs. That's what a collective is for. You know what no, I mean? No, I'm like, no. cohesion. How do, you, how do you fight as an individual against, a, like, Walmart? Cohesion with, with other individuals. It's no, no different no. than forming a no. platoon. No. 
the Walmart basic is fundamental exercise. No, no, no. How you Walmart is for being... people that want to surrender their agency to a collective and stop no, no, taking no. personal responsibility for their community. No, again, That's... they don't have a community. Yeah. They don't share like in the biological community... imperative. They're, they're extinctionists. Your community, right, can fight against Walmart. If you band together with the people in your community, you can fight against Walmart. You have to be a collective. I'm like, I, I, how do I, I'm like, you know what? I'm like, I want to continue this, but like Klaus is totally right about the cryptids. Yes. Yeah, so... Right. You, you, you understand what I'm saying? Like, you get where I'm at, right? Like, I, yo, I, you as a community, I understand like... what you're trying to say. I think the framing um, is not a hundred percent. I'm still working out my whole shit. You know, and, I mean, and I, the reason you know, I, mean, I say that is is for simple reasons, like having experiences. Like, um, I think I think this would be better suited to someone who's a vet to speak about when you talk about uh, having a squad or a platoon in action. Um, you're not sitting here being. Uh, army ants you're actually people and we have mandates that require you to exercise your your individual I mean, conscience I mean, or you're in violation of things well, and that's what i mean a... about the surrender of agency well yeah but you should be appreciated as a human right but that's right. what i mean cohesion versus collectiveness you don't have okay. a... um how do I put this? All right, so like when you're a community, right? How it used to work is is when a new baby was born, right? And I mean, like you had like a new child born into the community, right? The whole community used to celebrate that, right? And you're appreciated as part of a community. I mean, right? by the people that know you exist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But again, like who in California, you know I mean? Other than like my, my stubs or whatever, know I exist. Right. Cohesion is principles. Collectivism. You can't have a community of three. You can't have a community of 350 million people. That doesn't exist. I'm like, but, uh, but we, we, we should switch gears here. Cringe. Yeah. This yeah. A beautiful conversation. Right? I mean, like, this is a beautiful conversation. I, like, yo, I want that? to, but it's not what the cast is for. <laughs> yeah. 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 This, yeah. This is, this is the wrong show for that. <laughs> I, 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 th I, I think we're ruining ourselves for the crowd. I mean, this is amazing. So, so, so I'm going to get us back on track. <laughs> and uh, we're going to get on the... I'll be real. I gave you... I gave you like an extra like hour and 15 minutes that I wasn't said I was going to give, right? Because I'm retarded, right? And I was enjoying going through my shit, you know what I mean? Like doing my thing and like, you know, like, and like bigging up my collective that I love is my Appalachian people, right? Um, I got to bounce, like your real shit. My boy's going to be fucking mad. All right. Thank, thank you for coming oh, you on, Pinoid. Where can, our, where can our fans find you? 
Yo, listen, I'm on Pinoy News on YouTube, I'm also on Rumble, I'm on motherfucking Odyssey, right, you know, I, I get it done, bro, check out the white trash, no state, it is the best cartoon, meth zombies, motherfucking caught the jab and had nanobots inside of the jab, turned the meth into, like, into meth labs, and they're now, like, craving Sudafed, and they kidnapped the president, demanded a container ship full of Sudafed, right, and, like, yo, they got it, and, you know, like, oh, we have fish that are begging for dollars because because like the jab, you know what I mean, has a homeless encampment in our neck of the woods and like they're throwing their needles in the shit. Bro, listen, check that shit out. It's amazing. You know what I mean? But like, yo, I, I'm, I gotta get the fuck out of here. I love you. Thank you very much for having me on my brother Klaus. All right. And man. beard used, bro, like, yo, I'm always around. You wanna have this conversation. It's amazing. Come back. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want the conversation. Let's sharpen our minds. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do this every day, bro. I do this every day. And Van Rollington, thank you for, uh, you know what I mean, like doing the the the, the music thing that you do and, you know what I mean, allowing me to be on here. It's appreciated, my brother. And um, next time, check out my whole channel instead of just the furry. Right? <laughs> just and, uh, <laughs> Listen, I'm on a time frame. I have a real job. <laughs> <laughs> you real shit like that. I wasn't cool. But, like, I love you anyway. I'm going to holler at you. I'm out. Peace. All right, thank you. Is he going to go pee sitting down now? That's good. So the story of the Bell Witch is probably one of the examples of Appalachian uh, mountain folklore. It began in Robertson County, Tennessee. The, this legend centers around the Bell family. The Bell Witch, who is thought to be a woman named Kate Batts, was supposedly cheated in land purchased by John Bell, the patriarch of the Bell family. So the hauntings began sometime around 1817 and 1821 when the Bell Witch would show up disguised as an animal such as a dog or a bird. She would often focus on John's daughter, Betsy Bell, pulling sheets off her bed or even physically harming her with kicks, punches, and scratches. John Bell grew so concerned about these violent escalations that he shared his story with family friend James Johnson. Now, Johnson experienced spirit firsthand. He would word quickly begin to spread the Appalachian ghost, eventually became famous enough to reach General Andrew Jackson. So according to the legend, Jackson and his party set up their tents outside the Bell home. One man claimed that he had knowledge how to deal with witches and boasted that his silver bullets were keeping the witch at bay. To punish him, the witch set her sights on the man, giving him a beating that Jackson's men began to leave. So after John Bell's mysterious death in 1820, the Bell Witch continued to haunt the family, and she even forced Betsy to break off engagement with Joshua Gardner before eventually disappearing for good. Now, some stories claim that she promised to return to haunt John Bell's direct descendants in 1935, but there were no reports by Nashville physician Dr. Charles Bailey Bell to experience these Appalachians legends for yourself. Visit the historical Bell Witch Cave located in Adams, Tennessee. And I've got another one. This is uh, found in the Blue Ridge Mountains of North Carolina. North Carolina. So uh, hey. the Brown Mountain Lights are a true Appalachian mountain mystery. So local and tourist-like have reported glowing orb-like lights in blue, white, orange, and red hovering above about 15 feet off the ground in the Brown Mountains near uh, Morganton, North Carolina. So the legend tells of a brutal battle between the Cherokee and the Catawba uh, Warriors of Brown Mountain, which left many dead in the battlefield. In the evenings, the Catabwa uh, women went searching for their sons, husbands, brothers, fathers, using torchlights to guide them. Now, many claimed the lights seen today were the spirits of the Catabwa 
women still searching for their loved ones. The first recorded sightings of the Brown Mountain Mites happened in 1771 when German engineer John William Gerard de Braun wrote Seeing the Lights in his journal. Uh, in his written account stated that he saw the lights at a very consistent time every night, leading many people to believe he was actually seeing train lights in the distance. Uh, recorded accounts of the Brown Mountain Light sightings happened throughout the 20th century, especially in the Linville area gained access to electricity. So reported sightings of the colorful lights were known for their inconsistency. The lights are typically seen at night after a rainfall. Now, I've heard a similar story in Texas where there was a massacre of the Tonkawa Indian tribe and blue orbs would appear at the site. It was said that the hands were cut off of the Tonkawa to prevent revenge in the afterlife. So you see the Tonkawa were cannibals and word in the Comanche and the Kiowa language were used for the Tonkawa meant the eater of humans. A few years earlier, two Kiowa boys, about 12 years old, went out hunting alone. The Tonkawa tribe tried to capture one, but uh, the other escaped. The escapee hid in the bushes and ravine and watched as the Tokawas killed the trapper boy, and they, they started cutting him up and began to cook his flesh on a campfire. The escapee ran for his very life. He soon was overtaken by a band of Comanche who were allies of the Kiowas. So the boy relayed the story of the Comanche went to the Kiowa village to gather reinforcements. The two tribes rode the Tonkawa cap and surrounded it. Carefully, the Comanche and the Kiowa approached the village, hiding in the creeks and ravines until they were close enough to see the boy's story was true. So here they saw the dead Kiowa boy, the Takawa, cooking his flesh. And the Comanche and the Kiowa were so repulsed by what they saw, they immediately attacked and killed every man, woman, and child in the village. And now the Osage had the entire tribe in one place and one camp, and they attacked with rifles supplied by the Federals, while the Tonkawa had mostly bows and arrows to defend themselves. It wasn't much of a battle, it was just a slaughter. And a few who escaped were tracked down and killed as they were found scattered in the bush and ravines. So the massacre continued all throughout the night into the next day, and by the next day the Osage had killed over 800 Tonkawa men, women, and children. The tribe had numbered over a thousand just a few days before. It was now less than a hundred and forty. So, if we had a friend Shadow Scout, he could have thrown some his uh, Native American insight onto this. But uh, had to go beat little children. Uh, well, after he was done beating his kids, they needed him to go to work. I guess he got called in for some emergency bullshit. So, man, yeah, it sucks. Had to go beat more children at work. <laughs> at least he's getting paid for it now. So another popular myth in Appalachian folklore is the Flatwoods Monster originated in Braxton County, West Virginia on September 12th, 1952. Edward May, Freddie May, and Neil Nunley and Tommy Heyer were playing at the Flatwoods Elementary when they spotted a light shooting across the sky. On their way to see the light, the boys stopped to tell their mother, Kathleen May, who asked the National Guardsman Eugene Lemon to join them. When they arrived at the site of the light's crash, they saw a pulsating red light and a 10-foot-tall creature with twisted hands and glowing green face that seemed to levitate off the ground. When the creature hissed at them, they fled. The event made local and national news and even prompted an official U.S. Air Force inquiry. Now, see, I don't think the Flatwoods monster is an alien per se. I think it belongs to the Fae because it, it looks plant-like, and it's likely mm. related to the gnomes, the leprechauns, elves, and etc. So that, that's my take on the thing. Because I don't think there's been any other sightings similar to what that thing looks like. I just think it came oh. from like another dimension. I love the idea that, that these things are like government experiments or extraterrestrial, but I'm just like, 
probability dictates no. Like, I'll say the Brown Mountain Lights, uh, was it Garfield official here saying was in one of the X Files episodes? That that doesn't surprise me. Uh, I'll say I would like to revisit that series. You know, and see how well it's aged. Ooh, watch! Yeah, it. that's a good idea. So, according to both Appalachian folklore and Cherokee legend, a group of pale-skinned humanoids called the Moon-Eyed People might be hiding somewhere in the Appalachian Range, though typically associated with the small town of Murphy, North Carolina. The Moon-Eyed People are short, stout, white-skinned with bearded faces and large blue eyes. Their eyes were supposedly so sensitive to the sun that they were made nocturnal, which is why they're called Moon-Eyed. The legend says the local Native American tribes waited for the full moon to drive the moon-eyed people from the underground caves. The bright light made them weak, forcing them to flee to other parts of Appalachia for good. So unlike other Appalachian monsters, the moon-eyed people are considered to be a distinctively separate race of people rather than supernatural beings. And it ah. might seem obvious to the readers, but the moon-eyed people are most likely just European settlers. And what makes the legend so shocking is that it dates back hundreds of years before Christopher Columbus discovered America. So... Are the Moonite people another Appalachian monster? You know, scary story. Just early European settlers that never received their due credit. Now, my take on the Moonite people are the same thing as the crawlers or the flesh rake known in the crypt world. And these pale screened creatures are often found in locations that have caves or in mines nearby. So I don't think they're separate entities. I think they're all the same thing, whatever they are. Yeah, I think they're just you know um, uh, luddites, some troglodyte people that never fucking wanted to evolve with the rest of us or morlocks if you're if you're in the whole uh, you know Jules Verne that kind universe. of thing yeah so it could be right made famous by 1997 episode of the x-files in 2002 film the mothman prophecy the mothman is a fearsome creature with broad wings and a red eyes which originated in point pleasant west virginia Story of the Mothman began on November 15th, 1966. Uh, two couples, Roger and Linda Scarberry and Steve Barry Mallet, reported seeing a, a large flying humanoid with a 10-foot wingspan and glowing red eyes following their car. Similar reports came in over the next few days to the sensational story soon picked up by the local newspaper. Mason County Sheriff George Johnson believed it to be a large bird because the stories fit the description of Sandhill Crane, which has red forehead wingspan recorded to 7 feet 7 inches. On December 15, 1967, the Mothman was credited for the collapse of the Silver Bridge, which killed 46 people. And uh, a little note, the Mothman has reportedly been seen flying inside Chicago and in the suburbs of Austin, Texas. So, Like I, the city of Chicago? Yes, the city of Chicago, because there was like reports of flying humanoids a while back, and they claimed it was the Mothman, but... I don't think it's a moth or a man or like a, a thing in between. I think it's just a large owl and people at night just think it's a humanoid because if you haven't seen like an owl, they're pretty good sized bird. Yeah. I think it's just crackheads with, you know, sky gliders. I like cocaine! <laughs> yeah, so there's enough addicts, drug addicts in those places to begin with. How could you really take it seriously? So, so I got another one called the Wampus Cat, also known as the Cherokee Death Cat. I've heard of this. So this is a large cat similar to a mountain lion or a cougar with a tan yellow fur, six legs, and large yellow eyes. Uh, the legend holds that a Cherokee woman was cursed by tribal elders for witnessing a sacred pre-hunt ceremony. She hid under a pelt of a large cat and got turned into a half-woman, half-beast. 
And we hear about this in famous Appalachian myth. Forever left to wander alone in the mountains. The wampus cat acts out to anger, being cut off from her former life. She's known for standing on her hind legs and using her supernatural powers to drive her victims to insanity. Despite being a story about Cherokee people, the wampus cat folklore did not originate with the Cherokee people. Instead, it came from the Goldsboro News Argus newspaper in North Carolina. So in 1964, a hairy ape man, which sounds like Bigfoot, was reported to be roaming around U.S. 70, the newspaper named the mysterious creature the Wampus Cat, and the name stuck. The name uh, likely derives from the word Cat Wampus, a mountain folklore thing that describes a boogeyman or something that had gone badly. So the, the Wampus Cat is not just in Appalachia, it's supposedly reported in the Ozarks all the way to Texarkana. Yeah, I was going to say, back where I'm from, I'm like, uh, the word Wampus was synonymous with mountain lion. And people would just use it interchangeably. I didn't actually understand the distinction or that there was one until I was a bit older. And so we got another one called the Smoke Wolf. So the solid black Smoke Wolf is a massive canine with eyes as red as the sun. Well, the sun's not really red, now is it? But one witness who had maybe heard someone's smoke, colorblind. Or maybe they're from Krypton. But one witness who had heard the Smoke Wolf's howl and scream of the nights on his property described them as pure evil and uh noting that they kill for fun so the only thing known to deter a smoke wolf is the sound of rattling chains and i think another name for hellhound or the grim is is what these things are and uh the red-eyed beast guards some of appalachian cemeteries legend has it that the settlers throughout the region believed that burying the family dog alive in the cemetery would mean the dog's spirit would morph into a grim, which is a black dog with red eyes. That dog would protect the graveyard. Protect uh, the graveyard? Yeah. I guess from... Uh, hey, Loki, the hard ringer. I guess, I guess he's trying to figure out what he missed. Oh, well, we still got the show going on. I guess you could rewatch and catch what you missed out on. You um, missed everything, buddy. The Grafton Monster first appeared in West Virginia in the 1950s and described as a massive bipedal creature with short fur. It's estimated to weigh between 1,000 and 1,500 pounds and boasts broad shoulders. Its head sits low in front of its body, making it appear headless from behind. It's believed to eat livestock from the depictions I've seen. It's just like a large hulking beast, but it appears to have no head because of the way its head sits like in its torso. Oh, I could see that. I, I can think of some people that look that way when they line up on the field. So, according to Cherokee legend, the Raven Mocker is a shape-shifting Bigfoot standing at seven feet tall with black fur and solid white eyes. Now, this type of Bigfoot is believed to inhabit southwest Virginia and is able to shape-shift to any animal that can take on the appearance of an old man or a woman. And in this human form, the Raven Mocker to lurk along unsuspecting people to eat their hearts from their chest without leaving a mark. Oh. So, so I don't know. I, I wouldn't call it a Bigfoot, but I guess just they see something that's shaped like a humanoid and they give it a different name. You know, kind of like how these different regional areas have their own name for Bigfoot. Yeah, I say every place has its own. So the not deer are described as looking like normal deer until you get a closer look. So it's difficult to describe a not deer as they're known not to be much what they look for, but what they don't look like. 
So the mm-hmm. not deer are often described as initially looking like a normal deer, but upon further examination that there is something wrong. And the not uh... deer have misshaping legs and forward faces. Like uh, their eyes are like the predator instead of the side of the head, and they have unusually large, sharp, pointy teeth. So the so not like deer a... don't move gracefully like a normal deer, but have a jagged or aggressive movements. And some have been described as moving like a newborn deer in awkward, disjointed steps. But the not deer aren't mm. afraid of humans and may even attack when provoked. Wow, so... that sounds a lot like a transsexual, but a deer. <laughs> so, so accounts of not deer sightings have gone viral online the last few years, especially on social media app TikTok. Several Reddit users have oh, described damn. their encounters with the not deer. One user named Gris claims that he was out for a motorbike ride late night in rural Virginia and suddenly felt an oppressive darkness fall over the area. While he sat in while in silence watching for any predators and nefarious people lurking in the darkness, after he was convinced it was safe, he got out of his bike and headed home. On this way, uh, he came across a creature like nothing he had seen before. This very large deer-like creature was standing in the middle of the road. It had the head of a cow, but the body of a deer. Its legs were too long for its body, and it had an extremely barrel chest. And so he flashed his lights and revved his engine to try to scare it away, but the not-deer reared up and began to walk awkwardly on two legs. It shook its head wildly like a dog with a toy and then hopped on its legs until it crossed to the other side of the road. Gris waited no time in getting out of there and never returned to the area again after dark. So Hmm. um, the Appalachian Silver Giant is a creature from folklore of the Appalachian region of North America. According to legend, this massive humanoid creature has a shaggy silver fur and eyes that glow in the dark, described as being 10 feet or 3 meters tall, weighing over 500 pounds make it incredibly strong and agile. So the silver giant is said to be a solitary predator that hunts in the mountains and forests of Appalachian region. It feeds on livestock, wildlife, and sometimes humans. Its strength and speed make it a formidable opponent. So those who have countered it describe it like terrifying and awe-inspiring sight. So due to its fearsome reputation, the Appalachian silver giant is often portrayed as a creature to be avoided at all costs. Many believe that due to its fearsome reputation, the Appalachian Silver Giant is portrayed as a creature uh, as a sign of a pending doom, tragedy, or some legends suggest it would be defeated by power, full magic, or divine intervention. Uh, the legend of the Silver Giant is relatively Boy. recent, dating back to the mid-20th century. Some speculate that it was previously unknown species of primate or mutated bear, but many in the region believe that the creatures yeah. lurk in the forest all around them. Now, I think this silver giant is like an alpha or mature Bigfoot. I think it's just aged and it's no longer with a dark, you know, fur. I think it's just like a silvery fur because it's, you know, entering mature, you know. I'm not understanding how you tie those mythy things to it if it's really like a recent phenomenon. Yeah. Like, is someone just trying to mess with people? Maybe you're right. Yeah, I guess that would work too, right? If it was a alpha that was white or something. Yeah, I think it's like an no. alpha male or something. So a long-legged Mac Daddy. <laughs> oh. So uh, the Virginia Devil Monkey, which uh, this this isn't racism or anything, but is another creature from <laughs> a folklore of Appalachian region. According to the legend, the Devil Monkey is malevolent and dangerous, preying on humans. The Devil Monkey. Said to be Ooh, medium-sized. Well, it, it says he's three to five feet tall, 
ape-like creature with powerful legs, three-toed feet, and sharp talons, and a thick tail. It's known for its incredible strength and agility. It can move through the trees over rugged terrain. The legend of the Virginia Devil Monkey supposedly originates from sightings of unknown primates in Appalachian region. The creature's ferocity and viciousness quickly became the subject of local folklore. Many claim to have seen the Devil Monkey attacking and killing livestock and humans. Ooh. So, so yeah, I was like, I was like, this kind of sounds racist. Uh, there was another one called the Kentucky Tar Baby, but I, I didn't put that one on because that might get us in trouble. I'll say the Devil Monkey sounds a little bit like some Chupacabra stuff I've heard. So we got another one called the Snallygaster. So Ooh. this is another creature of folklore from Maryland. The Snallygaster is a fearsome creature with a reptilian body, bird-like wings, and a long, sharp beak. Said to have ferocious appetite to prey on livestock and people. The legend of the Snallygaster dates back to the early 1700s when German settlers in the region reported sightings of a winged creature that they called the Schnellergeist, meaning quick spirit. So the legend uh, evolved over time and the creature became known as the Snallygaster. In the early 20th century, the Snallygaster became subject of a media frenzy with a newspaper reporting sightings of the creature and offering rewards for its capture. Despite the hype, however, the Snelly Gaster was never caught or proven to exist. So, oh. Jewish people? That was out of nowhere. So, Wait. in the small town of White Bluff, <laughs> Tennessee, lies a spine chilling tale of a wild creature in the 1920s. In a hollow near town, a man built a first house and home family of nine. The story goes on that almost every night, as the family lay down to sleep, they were awoken by an ear piercing shriek. After several oh. nights of enduring the sound, the man decided to hunt down the source of the noise. As he followed the shrieks of the creature, it led him back to his own house, where inside he found his entire family killed. The white Whoa. screamer is believed to be something like a banshee from Irish folklore who follows around families whose shrieks foretell their own death. Huh. That sounds kind of cool. Yeah. And that's all I have for the cryptids of Appalachia. Do you got anything you want to shill, Van? Uh, gaming streams and everything and all that, you can find it on YouTube, Twitch. Uh, I'll be on Rumble soon. And, uh, you know, to get these celebrities on, you know, you, you kind of need to shill some money here. Guys, fucking, it's not easy to get, uh, you know, 11 Labs to give us these fucking uh, voices. I expect $5 cash app. Contact me for details. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, I think Ron wants to say goodbye, so let me let me transfer. Oh him. yeah, it was a pleasure, gentlemen. Van Rollington, I'll catch your gaming streams later. Enoid oh. and I disagreed a lot on breedable women, but he is the funniest man I know who pees sitting down. Talks <laughs> 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 to make criticizing conservative politicians while Reddit trannies praise my boomer Jewish ass. Peace out, my niggas. So, oh, so, so I'd thank like to you, thank Ron. coming out here. Uh, I'd like to thank uh, the starving autist for referring Penoid to me because I didn't know he was a uh, uh, what was it called um, Appalachian native, you know. So, so I'm glad for referring him on the show. He was like a last minute guest because, like, our original guest was supposed to come on, but then he got called in for work. And those were the guys from the uh, Appalachian Cryptids page on, on Facebook. So hopefully maybe we can do a collaboration feature if their work schedules would allow for that. Um, Loki seems to disagree that any of those women were breedable. Oh, okay. You, you thought none of them were? 
I guess he has some very high standards or something. Oh, okay. Mr. Hoity-toity over here. Well, I guess he knows his worth. Oh, shit. So I think we'll wrap that up, and I'll go ahead and play us out. You burn in hell. That's the end of stream. Goodbye. Oh. You have just been radiated by another expedition into the paranormal room of the Atomic Shaman Sweat Lodge. Remember to trust no one and question everything. We hope you enjoyed your stay at our motel and RV park. Broadcasting from Los Angeles to Chicago along Route 66, we here at KNB are signing off.